The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Why don't people understand my intention? Okay, uh, five points. You can't play, Catherine. Five points. Who is singing this song? You know the name of the band, right? No. Whoa! By the way, in about half an hour, we got some people from another radio station coming in to plug their radio station. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but now it seems like a terrible, terrible idea. Oh, look, she's in the video. Oh, that's a different one. A different woman. That's a different one. Uh, Alan, who was singing that song? I don't know. Oh, you, it's the theme tune to the movie Weird Science. I've never seen Weird Science. Oh, mate, you should have been at our extravaganza on Saturday. Big laughs. It wasn't a racist movie like I, wor- I was worried about. It wasn't uh, rapey as we were worried about. It was a funny movie uh, with only, I would say... 
four words that we don't say... Two words said twice each that we don't say anymore, really. All right. Well, that song is the Thinking to Weird Science. It's uh, performed by Oingo Boingo. Oh. Oingo Boingo. No, sorry? Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. I'm making this down so I can search on my Apple Music later. Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Can you say it? Oingo Boingo. Close. Yeah. Not Ongo Bongo. Ongo um, Bongo. It's, it's good. They, 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 they... Okay. Now, here's something. I just Googled them because I don't know anything about Oingo Boingo, right? Yeah. The lead singer, the gentleman in that, who actually looks a little bit too old to really be dressing around, running around like that. The, the lead singer is a gentleman called Richard Elfman, right? Yeah. Who is Richard Elfman's brother... And, more importantly, what is his connection with this show? Richard Elfman's brother, he used to be a presenter on this station. That is the most insane nonsense I've ever heard in my life. I'll give you a clue. Richard Elfman's brother is also a musician. I would suggest... A more successful musician, and he wrote many, 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 many great pieces of music, but one of which is integral to this the history of this show and what I am as a human being today. Is it the pension to the Lilith Hobo? It's not quite, no, it's this. His brother is Danny Elfman, who did the music for Pee Wee Herman um, and many, many other. Movies, to which of which Batman. I cannot. Uh, what? He did Batman. Did he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, imagine if um, they, they imagine right. You're the producer of Batman, and you go. I wonder. Give me that uh, that Elfman kid. I really like like what his vibe and the theme tune he did to that movie, right? And then instead of phoning up um, uh, Danny Elfman, they phone up Richard Elfman, right? And so Batman's got. Uh, it's got Batman. kind of Batman. <laughs> so the Batman film. Batman film has got a. Uh, Oh, he's got a cape and a cowl. He's Batman. Batman and Robin are driving in a car. Gee, I think we've got the wrong brother. We've got the wrong brother, but we signed a, we signed a $10 million contract with this loser. we got to go with this. we got to go with the Richard Elfman and not the Danny Elfman. Well, it's screwed up. I know Danny Elfman made music for many Tim Burton films. Many, many Tim Burton films. Many, many. That figures. It's kind of zany. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Another beast, Beetlejuice. Crazy. Cra- don't say it any more times. Crazy. Although I don't think I've ever seen Beetlejuice. Yes, I have. They showed it once. Okay, don't say it again. They showed it once on ITV, and I remember watching it. And after about the third ad break, I was like, "What is that?" Putting like Chris Evans has got no ads, right? Sponsored by Sky. But Chris Evans, sponsored by Sky, has got no ads. Okay. Just have to say he sponsored. Are the guests downstairs? They're here. I'll bring them in. Bring them in. Send, in, send, send in the guests. We've got um, Jen and Jerry. Send them in. But um, come in, guys. Come in. We're even more slapdash Hello. than your radio station. <laughs> come in. Jen, do you want to sit there? Jerry, you sit there. Be with you in a second. We're just um, talking about Oingo Boingo of all, of all bands. Um, so I hope that answers your question, Alan. Oh, sounds funny. I'll tell you what. I'm quite looking forward to this week. Why? What's happening? Because I've downloaded a tour already up, and I'm going to be listening all the week. Okay, that's it. Alan is, Alan is a regular caller to the show. 
But an irregular actually listener. Actually, going to be listening to this show. Who'd have thunk it? There was we we almost reached a point in that conversation, and I I'm damned if I could. Why are you sniffing your jumper? Just making sure it's clean. <laughs> I'm a mother. You can oh, never man. be sure. I tell you what, we're going to have... Uh, if you want to join in, dear listener, you know how it works. 0344 499 1000. I'm going to be a professional host. We're going to have the adverts early yeah. to welcome our guests. Um, and we're going to plug another radio station. Just don't tell my boss. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hello, dear listener. 0344 The Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. Uh, now, we're going to do something. I'm taking a punt Boyle. here. The, the, bo- the bosses are not... Excuse me, too. It's not your turn yet, Jerry. Calm down. <laughs> sorry, sorry. What's going on? What's that? What's... Long lost family, isn't it? Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, no. You see, where are, your, where are your people from? Mayo. I'm from Sligo, you see. But you know how <laughs> the, the Boyles and the old Boyles... Do you know how it happens? No, go on. Because you took the soup. Right. Oh. Yeah, because what happened was the uh, in the time of the famine, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, there was the soup kitchens, yeah. So to anglicise the names, the tr- like the hardcore Gaelic names, they offered them soup if they anglicised the name and no. dropped, the, dropped the O's and the Max, yeah. So you wow. took the soup. Yeah. So your family are sellouts. I mean, Sorry we knew that, that already. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> is that true? They, they, it they, is. Yeah, 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 you yeah, get yeah. some soup if you anglicise. Well, no, no, I know no. That's a long time well, ago. No, not now. They're still doing it. <laughs> I, I knew an O'Boyle, a friend of mine, but I just yeah. thought she was being fancy. I didn't realise no, no, that no, no, it was no. my she fault. She held out. That's how it happens. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. held out. She held uh, out. Yeah, we yeah. Got, we've got Jen and Jerry here. Who, um, the reason you're here is because you do another radio station. Yeah. And this yeah. is a weird one. And you, when I asked you to come on, you kind of said, are we allowed to come on and plug radio our radio Radio Inception. I, listen, if you were um, James O'Brien from LBC, I think we'd have... I think, I think we'd have trouble <laughs> getting away with yeah. that one, to be honest. But, 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 your station is brilliant. It's, um, uh, who wants to tell us what it is, first of all? Do you want to, you start, Jerry? Right. Jen is the brains behind, Jen is the brains behind, Jen runs the station. Oh. But how it happened was, Jen had, well, first of all, the Boogaloo Pub, which is our pub, uh, That's in North London, in, in North London, I used to live Highgate. around there, yeah, in South yeah, Lane. I used yeah, to drive yeah, past yeah. that a lot. So, like, my history's in pubs and bars and bands, right? So I used to own a bar called Filthy McNasty's years ago, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the Boogaloo then for the last 16 years, 17 years. And so our history kind of like ties us in with bands like the Pogues, the Libertines, the Joe Strummer, Lermers, lots and lots of people. So we a lot of heritage over the years, you know? Yeah. Which is lucky in a way um, for us, but... Um, Jen then was uh, looking at doing some radio, and she did some online radio, and we've been watching the online radio, and it's it's starting to create some of a buzz, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm just getting your website up. I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like, so yeah, so we set it up, and um, so Jen said she wanted to do something, and she looked at other stations, and one day we were chatting, and we kind of roughly said, 
Let's do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. we just kind of made it yeah. up, didn't we? So it's this is this is a pub, and it's it's by Highgate Station, which is in North London, because we're a national London, station, yeah, so we can yeah, try yeah. and be as specific as we can. And I've I used to live near there, but I'm not. I don't really go into pubs, but yeah. I've been in there a few times. I'm sure I saw Chrissy Hind playing in there. Yeah, Chrissy does, once. she rocked yeah, up yeah, one yeah, Sunday, yeah, didn't yeah. she? She played there three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was there for one of those. Yeah, yeah. She played there loads. Well, lots of people have. Yeah, lots of bands have done secret gigs there because over the years, lots. It was kind of like a. It's become a place where people just turn up and things could happen. Like Chris Martin did at Coldplay. Um, wow! Wow! Yeah, tons. Uh, Wayne Kramer, MC Five, Glenn um, Matlock, Glenn Matlock. Uh, tons and tons and tons and tons. Hang on a minute, we've had Wayne on the show. Lo- yeah. I love a bit of Wayne Kramer. Yeah, yeah. Did he? Did, did he? He came and did a little gig there. He came. He? he came as to guest with a guy that was in from Memphis, who I can't remember now. Wow! A long time ago. Bright Eyes did two shows there. Uh, Connor Oberst um, and then you have tons of people drinking there you know so you've, we've had Jack White and we've had like um, Simon Pegg was a regular Simon there for Pegg, a while Simon Pegg Ryan Adams been in um, all those guys and you've had Phil Daniels um, why is it Johnny Vegas we'll get, tons and tons we'll get of on to the radio in a minute that's what you're in for is the radio but this yeah. is it. why why do so many celebs, let's call them that, come and have a drink there? What is it about? Because it's not a well, particularly central location. No, I don't. I don't. Thing about it is, I suppose that's why we're doing the radio. Is that I don't think so. A lot of those people we mentioned there, they're not really celebs. They're they're well known people. They might be very famous people, but they're not celebs. You're right. They're in the modern sense. Of yeah, the word. they're 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 pers- they're, they're, they're they're very much. Characters and they're uh, the talent, they're, act- they're talented artists. people. Yeah, they're artists. Yeah, and they, I think what we, what, uh, what I started in Filthies and what followed through with the Boogaloo is, in Filthies we developed what we call a literary salon. Oh, so you'd have a lot of writers hanging out, you know. Yeah. So you'd, we had writers doing readings twice a week in Filthies. So we did shows where from James Elroy to wow. who wrote L.A. Confidential to Ken Kesey who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Three times, actually, with him. Yeah, what was he like? Amazing guy. Amazing guy. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Ken Babs. Ken Babs was the guy, his sidekick, and they had the magic bus, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever read Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test? I, Tom I think uh, I started yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. never quite finished it. Yeah, it was, it's at the beginning of the Summer of Love in the 60s where that whole thing exploded. So it was like the first big house movement. And he was a pill head. He was into acid and all that. He was dropped out of college... And he was hanging out in Hyde Ashbury, and he developed this scene. Um, and he he was on the bus with these guys, yeah. and they had this crazy bus. They were merry pranksters, and they um, dropped acid, and people jumped on the bus and took acid with them. Then they did shows and whatever. Then the book became a huge hit and all that. He lived as a recluse in Portland, Oregon, for a long, long time after that. But he was an amazing guy. But then how would you get... Someone like that and Ken Kesey and James. How would you get them? To, where was Filthy? Was that in, was that in Kilbert? That wasn't. No, Kilbert, that was in Islington. Islington. The Angel. Yeah. How would you get them? Would you like phone up and try oh, and yeah, book yeah. them? Well, no, we had to book them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've been booking people like that for years. Yeah. Um, I did that with Richard Thomas, as a concert promoter. The two of us joined up twenty five years ago to do literary shows, and we basically rang up a Pat McCabe who wrote the Butcher Boy. Yeah. Um, he. I heard he was living in Kilburn, and basically I found, I met a guy in the pub who knew someone who knew him, and then I got him to do the first show, and then went to all the publishers, and they didn't want anything to do with us at the time. They said, 
they didn't really trust the idea of writers coming doing readings in pubs, you know. <laughs> so I said, we've done McCabe and we're about to get someone else. We got, um, uh, I forget who the next one was, Howard Marks, Mr. Nice. Yeah, yeah of course. And we launched Howard. Lovely and Howard, his, yeah. his publisher was Jeff Mulligan. So I knew Jeff and then that's how that happened. And then publishers then started bringing writers to us. Right, once they saw it so was So snowballed. Working. So we have a long history of that. So then when we came to the Boogaloo, it was more of that. And, you know, Shane McGowan was an old friend of mine and he was living there. And uh, Pete Doherty is a poet as well. And So you had a lot of writers and poets around. So a lot of those people we talked about there, they were, yeah, they're artists. They're definitely yeah. artists. They were, they were there for more than, it wasn't a celeb thing that they wanted to have their picture taken because yeah. we wouldn't have that. But it was, it's only much an arty thing. So the radio is steeped in that. And that's, so Jen was saying one day about well, her frustration about some of the, the jobs in the online radio sector, and we just said, well, "Why don't we just make our own so station?" Jen, how did you get involved with Jerry, and who, what, 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 how did the idea of a radio station come up? Um, On, and honestly, dear listener, this is a this is an amazing radio station. They wouldn't be here otherwise. We're going to Boogaloo. The Boogaloo.co.uk. Is that the place to go? The website for the radio station is boogalooradio.com. And um, if you're on laptop or desktop, you can watch the studio live yeah. as well, which is quite Luke cool. Is watching Alan McGee a little bit. Yeah. They have some amazing people. We're going to go tell you who, who they have on there in a bit. But go on. So, how did you get involved? Um, so, like Jerry was saying, um, I live very close to the pub and I was working there and um, I was before that working in Soho um, in advertising, but always wanted to get into presenting and yeah. then um, gave it a punt and um, did work in online radio for a little bit. And I was just really excited about this thing that you could do um, and anyone around the world could tune in. It's How like long very... ago was this? You, you kind of got three years ago. Okay, yeah. That was less. Yeah. Less than two years, yeah, two, two and a half years ago, yeah. Where I was still working in radio and then... Um, yeah, then talking to Jerry with the history of the pub and stuff like that, we kind of put our heads together and thought, you know, if we had our own online radio station, then it would be quite magical with all these names and the history and all the rest of it. So I think at the moment we have all this history, like you've been listening to Jerry talk about, you know, filthies and all the artists associated with that. And then thinking about the future as well, the future sound of London, mm. indie scene, the alternative scene, the online radio scene. And um, how does that kind of... But so how, for the, how are the basics, right? Because we po- we do this show, and this is all mm. set up for us, right? And we, mm-hmm. Catherine and I podcast and stuff. And, and, you know, right, technology now is amazing. You can you can go anywhere and broadcast from a laptop if you want. You're, I've been to your place. It's a proper setup. Mm-hmm. The floor is wonky. We Yes. Apart mm-hmm. from that, though, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. floor's at an angle. And, and it's, it's very... When I was on there with Luke Haynes, it's, he has it very cleverly set, set up. So he's at the top of the slope on a big chair. Beautiful. And you're kind of, like, just sat down in a very low chair, sleep, sloping back. You were nearly halfway down Archery Road by the end of the show. Incredible <laughs> scenes. Yeah. The things we do for Luke. But so how did you go about converting that shed um, into been, a studio? It's it's evolved, hasn't it? That, that was the bin shed. It was the bin shed. <laughs> yeah, was it really? Yeah, that was pub. full of bins. Yeah, yeah. So we, when we started the radio, Jin just set it up on the laptop. Yeah, so, it was. It was. It's, yeah. it's every month. I'd say like something's added to it. Something's been taken away. That was that was that was a bin shed, and then we turned into a little lounge called. Um, Called, um, true romance. Called uh, no, um, Alabama's. Alabama's. It was called Alabama's, uh, which I loved as my idea. And then, then the radio was evolving. <laughs> so the radio was starting to evolve off the laptop. We needed more space. So I reluctantly let the radio start in Alabama's yeah. in a 
It's it quite an emotional, it was emotional. departure from Alabama. It, it was in a it was in a cupboard for a, a cupboard. long time. So, so we, <laughs> met, we met a cupboard and we and we used to put the radio away every night. Yeah. So it's a big it's a big cupboard like the size we had, of that, Yeah, you know? we had a four channel mixer, yeah. which I thought was the most high tech thing yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, and we packed it down every night packed and unpacked it, it again when it's we had people in. Was ridiculous. And who did the were you doing the first show? Yeah, so originally we did so before Alabama's we did I just did a radio show in the pub yeah. just on a USB mic and my laptop. Yeah. Um, While the pub was open, yeah, yeah, and Ooh. then so it had all the pub noise in the background. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, we got brilliant. that on the radio now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that. then, yeah. so that was like the first bit, and then it moved to the cupboard and the bin shed, and then, <laughs> and then gradually, I mean, we we got a ceiling last year. That was exciting. Well, yeah. Well, then, then I I really <laughs> I I let Alabama's idea go, and then we turned in the whole room into the radio station. Mm-hmm. But that used to be that used to hold like six bins. Yeah. Like big bins, skip bins. So we just had to get rid of all that. Now I see why the floor is wonky, so you could roll them out, roll, roll them in. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now yeah, yeah, to roll yeah, out yeah. lazy guests. guests. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Genuinely. Um, how, did, how did you get Luke? I love Luke Haynes. We love Luke Haynes on this show. Luke is probably listening to this show, stealing ideas from it, because that's what he does. Anything he's done <laughs> on your radio station, he's nicked from me. <laughs> Luke was supposed to come in one night and be the house band... Mm-hmm. And play theme tunes for all of the callers, and then what happened? Baby, had a baby, ruined it. Yeah. How rude! So, so selfish. Well, How did you get Haynes involved? So he was a guest on Bernard Butler's show. Right. Bernard Butler um, used to be in Suede, so producer. Come blah, blah. On, do, do we need to say that? Yeah, yeah everyone knows Bernard Butler, don't they? <laughs> well, um, Stay. He, he does a show called BB and the King with um, his mate Mark Kingston. Um, every Thursday, every Friday, three till five, and yeah. that's really popular. And Luke was a guest on. Yeah. Uh, Bernard show and Luke loved it and so we offered him a show and he now plays the cowbell on every single show so yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to listen to that that's every Tuesday um, one till th- two till four, two till four. Uh, who was, okay so who was the first name presenter that you had was it Bernard Butler I think it Bernard was probably it was and what Bern- was the conversation to, to get him uh, Bernard was I know Bernard for years coming to the pub so just emailed Bernard asking me interested, and he came and he chatted us, and you know, very thankfully he jumped, jumped on board, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we've had people like Dave Robinson who did Stiff Records. He came on board. So the next after that was Shane. Shane did a Shane few, McGowan did it. Shane did. Wow. We did a we did a show with Shane, which is a genius show. It's actually it's on Mixcloud. It's yeah. on our Mixcloud, yeah. And um, we're going to do more with him. So it was oh brilliant. Yeah. So it was is him choosing his favorite music. Yeah. So and talking about everything, so it was um, like having it was like having a drink with him because it was a, it was a, a stream of consciousness to our conversation it? about something that happened when he heard this song and then went on to something else and this stuff in it about where he met, he met, um, he met the Blessed Virgin and he's there's different things, different stories <laughs> went through the whole show, you know. And this so, is all coming from a bean shed mm-hmm. at the back of your pub. Yeah, but you don't it's need incredible. it. incredible. Like, but that's, you see, the thing about radio, we don't know anything about radio. No. We know nothing about it. You know, we just made it up. Yeah. So we're very naive, really, you know, because... I think need, that's the best way to well, be. Well, we need to be. We need to be very quite mad to do this yeah. because we've, we've set it up ourselves. We don't have any sponsorship. We will do one day, but right now we don't. We're building the content and building the profile. And what we do have is great content. We know it. And the thing about pubs, pubs are communities, it's, you know, as everyone knows. And, you know, you live and die in pubs and you meet people and you fall in love and things go through life and there's always come back to the pub and, you know, it's, it's a community. So we are developing what 
we've talked about and what we're trying to do with this is not worry about learning how other radio stations mm. work, but running the radio station like we'd run the pub. So Perfect. we're creating, um, like on, on the shows, in between shows, there's little... Um, little like drop, idents. Ident drops, drops yes. yeah. And it's basically... Jane interviewed me going back like all over the years, stories about who got barred, what happened when McGann took in the beer order, stuff like that, you know. And you just go through loads and loads of anecdotes, like 50 anecdotes, yeah. and they're cut in between shows. So, so some guy's driving a car in New Jersey, and he's listening to Boogaloo Radio. He's under no illusion that's a pub. And then you. Oh, well, you can't. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know that. You can, well, you can. I thought we were allowed to curse we're not, here. We're not burglary, right? You can't F and Jeff you can't, here. You I've got a little magic. Here. You can't oh, curse no. here. You can Jeff, you can't F. Sorry about that. Yes, that's all right. Don't worry. I've got a little magic button. Don't do it too often because it stops working. I didn't know about that. No, I didn't. Don't worry. Don't worry. I think everyone's like us. But anyways, so like you realise we're trying to create a local so that. People who listen in become regulars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like... But Shane McGowan doing a two-hour show where he plays his favourite records and talks about, you know, when this and this and this. That is the kind of stuff that you would expect, you know, six music, a big, big oh, station. That's Contrast Thompson stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different league of madness. Oh, it, yeah, oh exactly. Yeah, yeah, but you would yeah, expect yeah. that they would be all over that. But the, the fact that it's, I don't say hidden Well, the away, thing about six insult, music but... and that and these guys is... David Soul does a show for us every Sunday. I was going to get on to that. Right? And, you know, they're t Shane and David Soul, and these guys are mavericks, Alan McGee. They're mavericks, yeah. you know. They're mavericks. These these are people who created amazing work. So David Soul was like Bieber in his time. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's huge, right? Shane is probably the greatest living poet alive right now, an Irish poet, you know. Um, McGee... You know, McGee signed some of the best bands ever. Oh, God, you know? he changed music yeah. history. John Leckie started next month, and he produced wow. Benz. He produced George Harrison, uh, My Radio Sweet Lord, Muse, uh, and Two Stone Roses. Yeah. So, like, it's not bad. It's not bad. And I think he, I read a lot of other stuff he did too. Coolie he's he's done well. some amazing stuff, right? So these guys are all mavericks, you know. So they're not exactly Radio Six friendly, maybe. I don't know. But maybe no. Radio 6 don't know how to deal with them, They'd you know? They'd cack their pants, wouldn't they? <laughs> they I think would. they would, you know? Why do, I think I know the answer to this, Jim, but why do they Why do they do it? Why does Why does John Leckie, why does Alan McGee, when you say, come and do a radio show, they go, yeah, all right. Because I'm guessing they're not getting, no one's getting rich out of this. No. no. Why do you think that they're, you've got an amazing roster? Um, it's punk, isn't it? It's kind of guerrilla. It's, I think a lot of them do it because these people are successful because they never really did what they what they became known for for the money really yeah. it was it was more to be part of something to create a movement um and i think this reminds them of that more than if they were to do maybe a more commercial radio station yeah. or some brand pays them whatever to do whatever yeah that's the kind of feedback i get from them that they love i mean they've got total freedom over their play playlist yeah. every i don't wow. we don't have any say in what they play we've got no say in what they say which has is anyone ever gone too far and you've gone uh, maybe just reel that um in. some unradio friendly versions of certain hip-hop tracks at nine o'clock in the morning uh i was a bit skeptical about but apart from that no i mean and also you like, had run dmc in yeah we had daryl the dmc of run dmc on um it's insane 
We've got Matthew Wright. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we've got a fridge there that can have drunk, they can drink on air. They get drunk on air. It's great. <laughs> it's sort of. Are yeah. we allowed to mention our sponsor? No. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Asahi. Yeah. Thanks, Asahi, for all of it. You keep us happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 a very loose format, and I think they're attracted to it because I don't think um, rock and roll exists that much anymore. No. Um, everything's like orchestrated or um, very contrived. It's sort of like forced punk, yeah, which yeah. isn't punk. So I think we might be the only thing that exists at the moment it's in the like music 50s industry. It's like American radio. That's how kind of it all started, you know. And the, and the radio presenters had a lot of sway, you know. Especially those old first rock and roll acts and the country acts. So they would go to meet the presenter would choose who was going to be on air, Hank Williams or Elvis or whoever, right, and yeah. come to see them. Before production became a big part of radio, so it's going back to that. So, like, we're, we're saying, it's all about trust. This whole thing is like trust. It's like Uber for radio with us, yeah. you know? Because the people who listen in will just keep coming back, they'll tell their friends, they'll tell their friends. Well, there's, they'll trust there's us. There's no way, everything is so safe. I remember when XFM started, man alive, when XFM first yeah, started, I remember that, 20 yeah, yeah, years yeah, yeah, ago, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. even longer. What a station, because yeah, they yeah. didn't know what they were doing. No. And of course, it, it was great. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, you yeah. turn on, you didn't know. What, I did a couple of shifts there, but you turn on, you didn't know what you're going to get. Just all this and music, and a lot of it was awful. But then there'll be something amazing. But it was great. The awful music, as I, you know, is one yeah, yeah. that could get played. Anything yeah. went. And then, of course, they realised that they weren't getting an audience, and so they kind of became capital rock. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like playing Coldplay. And then cue music being chosen <coughs> through focus group and by a computer. Except yeah, that yeah, thing yeah. once. It was just after I left where. It was big in in America for a bit, and then they realised it didn't work. Where they would have a breakfast show and they would have a drive time show, but the daytime was automated. Yeah. So they got rid of presenters. Tony Blackburn, right? And I love Tony Blackburn, and he did a brilliant tweet the other day. Whatever you may think of him, he said, yeah. "When we did pirate radio, we didn't go out and sit on a ship for three months to to play the same three hundred songs uh, on rotation. We went out there to be personalities and to play mm. whatever music we wanted to play and, and excite people about music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is kind of the vibe it's exactly the same vibe and one of those guys who did radio luxembourg first what was the there's one of those guys is after starting an online station he was he was a contemporary of tony black yeah come back to me in a second but yeah so what happened was you know there's a few of them in london but there's a couple in new york that are inspiring there's a scene in new york online stations There's, there's one called lot radio where they've dropped a shipping container in a disused parking lot and find them very inspiring because these guys are gorillas. Who is... Sorry, who is this? I'm going to jot... Cause no, I love it's called the Lot Radio, L-O-T. Lot. Yeah. A lot is in parking. Yeah, lot. yeah. Yeah. So basically and you can go and sit and hang out. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. So we're big friends of... Uh, dub, I WFMU. WFMU in New York, which, is, again, is another kind of... I don't know. I must check them out. I'm oh, there on Friday, yeah. It's great. And just their, their, their shows are insane, man. They've got everything. And um, I can't remember the name of the our friend from there. It'll come to me in a minute. Oh, um, uh, Amanda, Amanda Nazario. Yeah. Just, uh, she, just plays, she just plays whatever she wants to play. It's a music and talk, yeah. Music and talk, primarily music. Her Great. show's called The Nazario Scenario. Yeah, and she is... She is in, the show is... In, I've never heard anything Great. like it. You know, no, check it out. There's a lot of that in yeah. New York. Yeah, so these guys dropped a shipping container in a parking lot, a disused parking lot, and they... Um, the half the shipping container is radio. There's no seats. You thought we were bad. They've got no <laughs> seats at all, right? Right. They've no seats. Everyone stands up, and the other half is a coffee dock. So they sell coffee and croissants out the window, right? 
and across the road is a church called San Damiano's Mission and they're friends of mine and um, the, um, the the monks they're, they're Franciscan monks the monks did a deal with the radio station that they'd give them free um, they'd give them the water and they'll give them the electricity and the monks get coffee and um, croissants for life Wonderful! It's great, isn't it? Yeah. So how I first met them was I was in I was in the station one day. I was sitting outside having a coffee because they've a little. It's like a beer garden, just seats hanging around outside. I've, just, I was, I've got a live video stream of them yeah. now. They're screening um, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory for yeah. some reason. I saw I saw this <laughs> I saw this monk inside the station, you know, inside the the porter cabin, you know. So he came out and I said, "Are you a re- are you a real priest, man?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Has now I said. So I said, would you mind saying a mass for me, you know? So I gave him a few quid and he said, I'll come over, right? So I was just checking. So we went over to the uh, church and um, started chatting. They became great. He'd become a great friend of mine, Father Nick. And um, they're all monks and they um, they love the radio. They love the guerrilla yeah. style of what they've done. So what these guys have done now is they've created a whole community there. But Lot Radio is big. It's big in New York. It's very well known. But not alone that, there's Newtown Radio. There's like, um, what's the other one, Jen? The, um... um Radio Free, Free Brooklyn. Free Radio Free Brooklyn, yeah. And um, there's there's a ton of them whapping up everywhere, right? And there's another one I saw today in Jersey called um, Breakthrough Radio. So it's again, it's it's a movement. It's like punk. Yeah. It's a scene, isn't it? People are doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. They're breaking out there. When broadband and Wi-Fi gets a more advanced, probably Wi-Fi 7 or something, when you can just get it in the car, anything you want in the car, that's when I think it'll all change. Mm-hmm. And then people will pick up a lot more of these stations in the cars. And most people listen to the radio in the car or at work, don't they, you know? I'm, I'm watching uh, the lockradio.com it, yeah, uh, yeah. if you want to go and have a look. Yeah. Um, uh, I t- let's have a quick break. Then yeah. you stick around for a little bit longer and yeah, we'll give no the worry, station yeah. a proper plug. I want to find out about David Soul. Yeah. Um, this is 0344 This is Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. We've got Jen and Jerry from Boogaloo Radio. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, OK, we're back on the air, so we'll watch your language. <laughs> um, I'm watching the indiscretions. We're talking um, to Jen and Jerry about Boogaloo Radio. The website, I've got it up here, I've got all these different windows now, is boogalooradio.com. When is it live? How long, at what time of the day is it live? It's it's 24-7, right. so we broadcast um, all week, all day, all night, which is quite good because we have quite um, a big US audience yeah. um, and Japanese audience, so obviously when they tune in, like, it could be 10 o'clock in the yeah. morning. Um, and But live, live people in the studio, yeah. um, primarily during the day, um, and we've got over 75 presenters, so... It's a lot of shows, a lot of people. Tell me about David Soul, because I lived in Highgate for a long time, and mm-hmm. I was so excited when I found out David Soul lived there. Once you know he lives there, you can't stop seeing him. He, he, <laughs> he, was, he, he was everywhere. Just you get you get bored of seeing David Soul because he was everywhere. He, I love him, and that um, that that album playing to an audience of one. Come on, man, yeah. that is a classic. Silver Lady and Don't Give Up yeah. on Us, baby. Classic song. He's a great guy, David. And you're right, he was. Not long, in, in, but he, he was a huge pop star. Huge star. Huge yeah, pop yeah, star yeah. for a while, obviously with all the acting and... and we um, did a crossover. There's, there's a lot more to David than people know, you know, because I've known him about um, 20 years and I met him in Filthies and um, he's, we've been friends ever since he comes regularly. He's an amazing supporter and he really want, he's a very creative guy. He always wants to get involved. Yeah, oh, and good. He's very open to new ideas all the time, wants to keep doing new stuff, you know. But um, 
David, before he was, uh, first of all, he was a singer. Yeah. Uh, he wore a balaclava, didn't he? Wore he wore a balaclava, the masked he man. He, he, want, he wanted to be he wanted taken to be known for his voice, for his not his music. His exactly, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, it. He yeah, did yeah. a whole radio show but like based on the masked man, so that's on our mix yeah. side if you want to check that out. Wow. Yeah, so he did He did that, that period. It was in the Greenwich Village period, and same time as Dylan was there. Yeah, God. But before and around that time, he actually was the president of the Young Democrats, and he campaigned for um, John Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy. And he was in the plaza the night that Bobby Kennedy was killed. No. Yeah. So he's a very political person. Yeah. You know? um, and he's a huge intellect. Very smart guy, you know. Um, and then he his pop career and then he had an acting career, which was amazing, huge. Salem's um, lot. I mean, yeah, boy, yeah, boy yeah. what a movie. Starskin Hutch, of course, and all that. So he had this huge career, but, but there's a lot of depth to David that probably people aren't aware about yeah. in the political side and all. He also was involved in football. He was a footballer as well. Um and he's working on a project where he's restoring um, Ernest Hemingway's car in Cuba at Beautiful. the moment. Beautiful. Yeah. And he's found his car. It's an old Ford. <laughs> and they're restoring it in Cuba. Are they allowed to bring in parts from outside anymore? Or are they still... No. Uh, the, the, I don't... I, actually, that law's changed now yeah. because they Cause did have problems because they, they, they were bringing in parts and I think there was a problem with it. But I think they may be able to do that now. Yeah, because Obama kind of lifted yeah, the... Yeah, Obama lifted it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember going to Cuba, what was it, well, before that. Yeah, yeah. And they were restoring cars using um, glue made out of sugar. That's right. Wow. That's right. Yeah, incredible. So he's doing that? Yeah, and he's making a documentary on it. Um, and it's, 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 it's Ernest Hemingway's car from the period he lived in Cuba. Beautiful. And they've they found the original car and it's getting parts in. So... Um, no, he's a huge step. So, like, you know, we, we just said to David, you know, do you want to get involved in the radio? And he listened to it and checked it out. And, of course, you know, um, he made his decision. And um, we're so happy he came on board, you know. Yeah, and so, he co-hosted it with um, a guitarist called Hugh Burns, Hugh Burns yeah, who yeah. was the guitarist for George Michael for a long time. And he's yeah, the yeah. guy who does Careless Whisper. So that's him. So that's Hugh. Really? Scottish yeah, yeah. Hugh. Yeah, so it's Hugh it's and David. It? And it's called Music Sans Frontières. Yeah. Music Without Borders, and it's <laughs> every, every Sunday, Sunday to mm. one till two. Yeah. So if you want to tune into that, bigglyradio.com. Oh, you told me there was going to be an app. Did you tell me there was going to be an app? There is an app. Is there, there an app? Is an app. I, I yeah. couldn't find, I've just gone to Android after I've, I've had enough of iPhone rubbish. Yeah. Is it on Android? It's on Android as well. If you so, search Boogly Radio in the, in the, what's it called, the Play Store. The Play Store. Not the App Uh-oh. Store. Just had a message from our boss. Of course I'm listening. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sorry, Denny. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll kick him out soon and we'll talk about Brexit. Don't we worry. don't know how they got in. <laughs> <laughs> so Boogly Radio on the, I'm going to, because I, I looked and I couldn't Boogaloo Radio. Um, if you can't find it, can you pretend you found it? Just for the sake of um, sounding professional. Oh, oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pri- what? I don't... OK, well, that's great. That's it's great free news. to download if you find it. Um, but, yeah, so if you download the app, then you, I guess you just hit play and you're good to go. And listeners... And this is one of the... We're so amazed. We've got quite a few listeners in the States. We've got a couple of listeners in Japan... Maybe we'll open up Skype again tonight and see if we can tease our J- Japanese listeners to call in. Um, but, uh, you know, we've been doing this for years and years and years. And I started when it was you just broadcast to wherever your transmitter went. It blows our mind that we've got people listening in California oh, and yeah, New yeah. York and all over the States. We've got some we people got with their in, breakfast um, show. Yeah, yeah. We've got, got two in Vatican, in Vatican City. Wow. Yeah. Two, two in the Vatican. 
And I'm assuming, <laughs> do, do, do they, do they get in touch, do they, and say... Well, the Vatican yeah. hasn't got in touch yet. But, uh... The Vatican hasn't got in touch, but... <laughs> There, yeah, are no, two, um, there are two in the Vatican. It came up in the map. Yeah. <laughs> we I have love those um, maps. They're so good. They come into Guam. What I, I find very interesting is strange places in, like, the islands, you know, yeah. the Caribbean and that's odd places, you know. And they must just be surfing around and go, oh, this... Well, or, well, the or it's people on holiday. Okay. People on holiday. Or also yeah. you've got the names on this. You know, you've got, you've got yeah. a, a suede fan. Well, you go, well, Bernard, Bernard Butler, doing it. Bernard Butler has his South Korean fan base and they send him presents every month. And um, every mm. they FedEx it to arrive during the hours of three and five p.m. GMT on a Friday. There? Packages from South Korea, and um, and they write and they write letters and they run competitions in the fan group to write the letter to um, Bernard. And it's always like Bernard Butler, three one two Archway Road, Boogaloo Radio. It's like <laughs> Harry Potter, like the boy under the stairs. Isn't that lovely? And we currently have a vegan birthday cake for Mark. Bernard's co-host uh, waiting at the pub for him to collect because we made a joke about him being a vegan yeah. and it was his birthday and um, so yeah wow. they take it very seriously yeah. uh, Graham's listening I've downloaded the Boogaloo app well done find it Graham I'll be <laughs> checking them out uh, thanks for getting these guys in I'm enjoying it um, so that is uh, you must Jen you, uh, forget him for a second you're the brains behind this right? the <laughs> you're, the, you're the brains behind professional this. trolley lady <laughs> you're you must be blown away at the success in what two years two and a yeah, half years yeah I always compare it well I don't have kids but I can only imagine having a kid yeah. where you're like I can't believe how cool it is I'm not cool I don't really know much about radio or music and I've given birth to this thing that's so cool and people say to us all the time, like, wow, it's so amazing. And I'm like, I'm not even humble. I'm like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. I can't believe it exists. This is why I wanted to get you in. And I know we talked about ages and ages ago, and I'm slack. And uh, I, I asked you, and then I, I didn't follow up. And I'm really sorry about that. But I was so, you know, first of all, we love Luke Haynes. Right? Luke yeah. Haynes is a god in our eyes. Um, uh, but when I came in, I was so impressed with the whole, just the vibe of it. You know, the fact that it is kind of Indian homebrew, mm. and you've got this amazing list of, of people coming in to do shows and it is that it is that punk you know the vibe of just we'll just we'll just do it we'll make it work and we'll do what we want to do and if people like it that's great and if people don't like it well then uh, still great you mm -hmm. know i think it's a, i think it's a good blend of like the fact that i'm not from a musical background or anything like that and then you've got this kind of rock and roll crazy pirate ship called the boogaloo so like i guess if I had known anything about the indie scene or the punk scene or anything about the music scene, then maybe I would have some preconceptions of what I want it to be or, like, maybe more ego yeah. or... Well, you I'd might be more have been biased. intimidated out of doing it. I'd be biased towards, you know, certain presenters. But, yeah. yeah, I'd be intimidated knowing full well who these people are. I mean, these people are like, oh, you don't know that I produce this scene? I'm like, no. Like, no. no, but that's cool because you're, you're trying to bring people... that You're trying to educate the listener as well as yeah. attracting people who already know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're on a bit of a voyage of discovery yeah. as well, it's perfect. And every day is so exciting for yeah. me because I think also, like, you get presenters like Alan McGee and stuff, they really underestimate how interesting they are because they've said it a thousand times, they've written books, they've done interviews, they talk about it all the time, but to the, like, uneducated ear or someone that doesn't know everything or the fan bases and stuff, I can kind of encourage that out of them. But someone like Alan McGee really thinks, oh, people don't want to Well, he used to, and then his a show um, called Riots, Raves and Running a Label, which he did actually earlier this evening, 6 till 8, every Monday, mm -hmm. um, he, he gets in all his mates from the music industry, and he, afterwards he's always like, oh, I forget like how, yeah, how yeah. much history we've got, and then 
he gets because so, all our shows are up on Mixcloud. He he gets you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of downloads, and he's always really surprised. By yeah, it. isn't that funny? But it encourages him, I think, to do more. Jerry, who's the most famous person you had to bar? You mentioned barring earlier on, and that lodged in the back of my head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't let you go without asking you that question. I didn't let a guy from Coldplay one night, but I can't remember which one. But it wasn't Chris Martin. Okay, what was was he a bit drunk, being a pain? I or just, just didn't like Coldplay. He said, I don't like Coldplay. <laughs> no, but no, in fairness to Coldplay, in fairness to Chris Martin, I didn't like Coldplay, no. But I learned to like them. Because he actually is a decent guy, Chris Martin, because yeah, there was a guy in... The, there was When we came to the pub, um, Coldplay were becoming big. I think they actually were big. And there was a, they had been drinking there before we came there. And there was an old guy at the bar who used to drink there every night, you know. And... Um, when we took over, Coldplay had become big, they'd moved on. And this guy was always on with Coldplay, Coldplay, and Chris, 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 amazing, were I, you know? And um, I wasn't a fan of their music, you know, a bit like Snow Patrol kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't really into that. But, um, anyways, years later, right, um, the old guy went into the hospital and he died. And his wife was in a, in a nursing home, and the wife died in the same nursing home a couple of days later. Wow. Right? And they didn't have any bread. So we um went to a friend of mine's an undertaker, you know, said, Look we'll we'll underwrite this, you know. So um we buried the two of them. So the pub did, yeah. And um we held a wake for them on the night of the cremations. And I emailed Simon Pegg. Mm. I asked Simon, could he help us out with um uh could he do anything for us, you know, what uh, maybe ask Chris Martin for a guitar to raffle or something or himself as well, and they could do, you know. And he came back right away within an hour, you know. And then um, he was a gentleman, and um, he um, he got Chris to turn up and denied wow. the wake. They turned up and they did a gig. Wow! And that's we, amazing. We, and we covered the cost that night. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so, classy. Uh, he was very classy. So I, I, oh, you got respect. I uh, total respect for him. He's, he was a gentleman, you know. So, um, but I didn't particularly like the band before that. But now he's a lovely guy. He's a lovely guy. But I think one of the, the guys from the band turned up one time and he might have used his name or something to try and get in. He didn't get in. These things happen. You know? <laughs> These <laughs> things happen. <laughs> get in now. If You're getting new listeners. Lane has just said, uh, you just found a new customer. Uh, love your approach. Um, <laughs> Nicholas says, I'm in Bangkok and just downloaded the app. Wow. So that should show up That's on your map. Yeah, yeah, wicked. We haven't got one in Thailand, have we? There we go, we have now. Yeah, yeah. you got it now. Yeah. Boogalooradio.com is the place. I'm not on Twitter at the moment, but you're on Twitter as well. So someone has Boogaloo Radio as a Twitter handle, so we're Boogaloo underscore radio. It's really annoying. But well, make who, sure. who are these losers? I don't what? know. I don't what know. What are they doing with it? I don't know. No. Nothing nearly as cool. Let's, 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 let's but on Instagram, it's Boogly Radio. And if you want to send us an email, it's hello at boogalyradio.com and we'll endeavour to reply. And it is a joy. It's, it's one of those things where if you don't like the person who's on, we'll stick around because you'll probably like the next person. Yeah. And if you don't like the song they're playing, then you might like the next one. If you don't like two in a row, you'll probably love the third one. It's the joy of mm-hmm. discovering new mm. stuff and being challenged a bit, which is, you know, is kind of, we try and take a little bit of that philosophy and put it into into this rubbish but you know mm. you li- I don't listen to music radio now bit of six because I don't want to hear I don't want to hear the same songs all over the place you know yeah. just repeat yeah. it again it's it, like Boogly Radio in the same way that six music is very educational musically yeah like as much as Luke Haynes is you know 
he's completely bonkers and yeah. he brings his cowbell in and sings over every track. You've got a real issue with that cowbell. I can, uh, well, I can it's tell. the hangover that he played it through <laughs> on New Year's Day that I, I'm not happy about. But anyway... Um, Let me have and, a word with his girlfriend for you because yeah, yeah. I've got the power there. Send it, let her complain. But um, no, I would say as well with Boogaloo Radio, like the thing is about it, something ridiculously unexpected is going to happen every single day and as the person that produces all the shows... Like, every single day, I'll get to the end of the day and think, well, I did not expect that to happen. Yeah. So that's one of the nice things about, I think, tuning in and just leaving it on all day is something yeah. ridiculous is going to happen. I hope we got you a few of your listeners. I'm sure we have. Uh, I, honestly, I think what you're doing, Jen, is brilliant. I'm so blown away by, by you know, someone doing something original and creative. You, sir, you're a legend. And, and you know, well <laughs> done for giving up. So, what was it called? Uh, what was Armadas. What was the bar called? The Alabama's. Th- Alabama's. Alabama's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done for getting rid of that. Uh, it's Jen and Jerry from uh, the Boogaloo, the pub, and also boogalooradio.com if you want to go and have a listen. There's loads of stuff there. Have a flick through it and you'll, you'll find something that you like i guarantee it um we carry on uh, we'll take your phone calls dear listener after the news 0344 499 1000 this is the late night alternative weeknights from 10 on talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk
Ofcom is an upheld. Good evening, dear listener. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle, if it's any of your business. Joined those two a lot. Turning away drunk members of Coldplay. They've made me feel a lot less cool, though. Uh, I was very cool to yeah, start with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two very cool, two very cool people there. There's no denying it. I've never felt cool, and um, but they were they were they were nice guys. Uh, you know, and it's nice to see. Listen, uh, the, the, the Jen was so. Are you sure we can come on and talk about another radio station? I don't think that, you know we're gonna, talk, talk radio is going to lose. Um, well, we might lose five listeners, and that's about twenty five percent of. Our listenership, bit windy pops there. I do apologise. That's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> hey, imagine selling uh, pictures of your baby to Hello Magazine. Isn't that weird? Oh three four 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 nine nine or one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Manchester, a Manchester. Let's get some Manchester music. I'm just going to type in YouTube. Don't be offensive now. Manchester music, so we can announce our big, um, uh, big yes shows that are happening. Big show. Um, okay. Um, okay, this is apparently Manchester music. Here it comes. Sorry? Oh, no, I know what you want. I know what you want. That's, that's, that's what I want. This is what we want. This is exactly what we want. This is what we want. Ladies and gentlemen, very, very proud to announce. Oh, yeah. Get on, get on, nope. get on, get on, get on my groovy train. What's the bad? Farm, by the way, and they're scouts. So that's yeah, very offensive. All together now, all together. Let's start again. In fact, you know who's in the groovy train video? Hey. Harry Cross from uh, oh. Brookside. Anyway, here we go. Baby's got a pair of shoes. I don't really know. I'm going to be honest. The only Stone Roses song I could probably sing, if I had to, is um, 12 Story Love Song from oh, the yeah. second album. Oh. Which I like the second album. I like this. I like the Second Stone Roses album. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be controversial. I'm sorry to be controversial. Line one, but I like the Second Stone Roses LP. Your great, turn. great, great call. Great vibes. Great call. <laughs> Saturday, March the. Is it the 18th? I think the 18th. Let me just double check. Catalina Boyle and myself are returning to Manchester to the Three Minute Theatre. To a very tiny venue. You are welcome to come. You got the buy any ticket. 
You go to ianlee.com. 18th of May, Mum. The said May? Yeah. Yeah. Eight, if you go to ianlee.com slash event, Luton is up there, uh, Brighton is up there now, and now, dear listener, Manchester is up there. Here's the thing. 18th of May, that's a long time away. You're thinking, I don't need to buy tickets now. It really helps us if you buy tickets now. Imagine if we sold out, right, by the end of this week, it's a small venue. Could happen. Dreams, dreams can come true. Look at me, babe. I'm into you. That's you know you've got to hold on. You know you've got to be strong. If we... How much do you want David Soul on this show? I mean, so much. Really. Email him. All right. Soul at hotmail.com. <laughs> He's a hotmail generation, yes, isn't he? Maybe mate. even Jeeves. Yeah, Jeeves is in an email service. Oh, how come? Um, here's the thing. If, if we sold out at the end of this week, then we'd book in a show. We'd book in either a matinee or we'd book in a show for the Sunday. That's what we do, right? If we get to, like, beginning of May and we haven't sold many tickets, you're thinking I'll buy them on the day before, then we cancel. Yeah. Really helps us, guys, if you buy... Hang on a minute. Do you like this? Listen. Go on. We come into Manchester. <laughs> Will you come see us, please? We'll come up, 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 Proper Manchester is a proper Manchester band. My team and That's an advert, you're not you paid to advertise along. here. For crying out loud. Okay, here we go. Proper Manchester. Yes. What? No. 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 Manchester. Actual no. 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 Stop. No. No. This is the Manchester. Nuts Chester, more like. Song you walk down the street, you're so special. Song you walking down the street, you're your pleasure. Everybody's now my face. Here we go. You get to choose. We should be so cool in Manchester. Happens to be I once was late for work at B Jams because I fell asleep to the CD single of this. Four different remixes. Four different remixes, guys. You still don't know the words. Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. Train, it should be a tram. Alright. I mean You know what the what the farm's first big Altogether now? Big no 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 first big song was. 
is this. Remember this? Yes. Yes. Do you remember it? It's more the point. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I got yep. something for your mind, your body, and your soul. Whoa. <laughs> Blimey. Do you remember this? No. Dig it back. That bass sounds like farts. Listen to the bass, it sounds like farts. I think it might be farts. Are you farting? You know this song. You know this song. You, sorry, hang on a minute, sorry. Say that again. What? Are you farting? Are you farting? You asking. There we go. You know this. Big hit for the farm. Big hit. The first big hit. You know this song. I guarantee you, I bet you £100. I haven't got £100. You'll be able to sing along with this. That's how confident I am. Go on, then. Here we go. Spin it. Love the Manchester scene it's so not, much. It's not. I don't know if this is actually right. Here we go. Here comes. Three, four. Is worse than I, that, that is, is that is that is uh, that is that was a that was a that was a that was a stinker. Now, I tell you, all right. Bloke okay. from the farm ended up working with my dad in later years. He became a sports journalist. Did he really? Yes, he did. Go on. That's all I know. I okay. think he was the trumpet man. We're going to play the Stepping Stone cover game. Who is now doing this version of um, Stepping Stone, originally performed by the Monkeys? Incorrect answer. I mean, who's who's doing this? This is. Who's doing this? This is a great version. It's a stepping stone game, guys. Come on, pay attention to me. I'm, do- I'm trying to find out about the farm. Who's this? Is it P. P. Jane Duncan on it? P. Jane Duncan, correct. Yeah. Who directed the video? I don't care. Mickey Dolenz. Okay. Oh. Right. Who is playing? No one's calling in. We're just going to play the stepping stone game. It's very, very simple. Who's who's doing this version? Celeste. No, you're right. Is it Billy Idol? No, it's not plastic punk, it's a real one. Oh. Is it you, Jonathan Rotten? Sex Pistols. He sounds right. like a Dalek. That'll do. He sounds like a Dalek there. Okay, well, you guys don't want to call him. Screw you. We're just going to play uh, Stepping Stone game, the Stepping Stone game, where I play a version of Stepping Stone, and you have to guess who it is who's done it. <laughs> I wish they hadn't. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We'd love to invite you along for a lovely little chitty chat with me and uh, uh, Chitty Chat Cat. This is the Chit Chat Chitty Chat Club. <laughs> Conversation corner. Conversation corner. And so many.
The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. No, that's the wrong answer. Ah, well. <laughs> so I spent most of Sunday trying to get a security... This is my life. It's how boring my life is. I spent most of Sunday in, in the hail, stood atop a wheelie bin, trying to get a security light to work. Right. You know the sense, You know the security lights, the sensors and stuff? And I've got a security light at the house, but the bulb are gone. And I bought a new bulb ages ago. And Sunday, it was, you know, Sunday, Sunday was a lousy day, right? Because I thought... I'd lost my wallet on Saturday nights. We did the we did the weird science. Thank you to everyone who came on Saturday night to Weird Science. I hope you had a great time. We did. Very, very funny film. Uh, lovely to see some familiar faces. Lovely to see some new faces. Um, I think everyone seemed to have a good time. The film was good. The B-movie was great. Dr. Steve Rule. The next one is Bross. That's sold out. Unlucky. And um, we're hoping in, in April, we're hoping... I need to try and sort it out. We want to screen The Magic Christian. But have um oh, my mind's gone completely blank to his the, the gentleman's name the director's name um his name is joe perlman no that's bros oh joe mcgrath joe mcgrath there we go two joes um hopefully april we'd lo- love to and i know that um joe is kind of up for it we just need to find a date we want to show the magic christian ringo Starr, and peter sellers and have joe mcgrath come along and do a q a and i'm kind of thinking we ask we um we we hire um jeff to come and film it for us yeah. Because I think that'd be something quite special. Also, if it's Joe McGrath, and who we know of old, we might have to make it a sleepover. Yeah, could be. Could be a late night. Because he loves a chat. I'll email Dan uh, I'll email Dan tomorrow. I'll write that down in my diary. I'll email Dan tomorrow and we'll see if we can come up with some dates. Um, so then, so we did that and it was, it was it was great and it was lovely to see everybody. And then me and Kath went out for a little bite to eat afterwards, as we do. We went to, um, is it not Mexican? Yeah, it is Desperados. Is it? Yeah. That's Texan. Tex-Mex. Okay. But we didn't eat much, and we left some food toilet. on our plate. Huh? It? It's got very rude toilet. Yeah, it, the to- toilets are over 18s only. Toilet? I didn't notice that before. It says uh, due to the graphic nature of the. Uh, because they've got these kind of Mexican. I've got a mouthful of sausage. Dia de los Muertos um, m- murals in there with um, basically women fornicating with half dead people, and you know. I'd be happy with my boys seeing necrophilia. Skeletons with penises and stuff well the, but that, that says that this, the penis is a bone oh, i suppose no, so. the, the, it's definitely fleshy on those pictures um but so we went there and had something to eat we, 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 we both were trying to lose weight and uh neither was finished didn't finish we left food on the plate which we I weren't regretted. hungry <laughs> and today we came in and the first thing i said to kath was well oh, I, I could eat that food we left on the plate i wish we'd saved it for now <laughs> i said i've thought about it about four times half a burrito what but so then we then um then we got then kath drove me home and then the next day, I was on my way to to an LA meeting, and um, I couldn't find my wallet. So I texted Catherine, I think my wallet's in your car. Could you? And she texted me, said, no, no, it's not there. Well, well, well. I said, hang on, I'm in bed, I'll go and have a look. That's, that's so mate. I, I... Then she texted and said, no, it's not. And I was like, okay. So I pulled, I pulled over to receive her text. Then I stayed pulled over, and I checked my bank balance. And I saw that, um, so I, we used it about 11 to pay for the meal. Then I saw at 1 a.m., 3 a.m. and then that morning like about four of them at 10 a.m. purchases on amazon with that cars it's like seven purchases on amazon at these times 
Oh no! Oh no! I've got. Oh, it's been. I've lost it, and it's. And the, the worry was, I had quite a lot of money in there because I, I had money. I'm old-fashioned. It was my son's birthday party. And I, of course, assumed you just paid with everything with cash. I yeah. don't know why, but I thought you pay everything with cash. So I bought a load of cash out, and you don't, you don't, you swipe cards now. And um, so I had this money in my wallet. I was like, oh, no, money's a bit tight at the moment. I was like, oh, this is awful. I got really upset. It's been an emotional week. I got very, very upset, and I phoned up Barclays, and Barclays... But here's the thing, right? So I finally said, oh, I've lost my... Can I cancel my card? I've lost my card. And I said, I want to... There's, there's, there's about seven or eight purchases on my account that aren't mine. He said, okay, right. He said, right, I can see these. So none of these Amazon ones. He said, no, the last one is the, the Desperados at 10.58. Everything after that is not me. He said, okay. He said, right, well, do you have a re- have you got a relationship with Amazon? I said, well, I buy stuff from them. He said, right, what you need to do is you need to phone Amazon up and you need to um, see if they'll refund you. I said, no, no, no I, no, I don't. I have to phone you up and tell you... And you sort it out. He said, no, 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 phone Amazon. He said, one of three things will happen. Uh, no, he said, one of two things will happen. He said, either they'll um, they'll sort it all out and refund you, or what's more likely to happen, this is exactly what he said, what's more likely to happen is they'll just ignore you. And then when, if that happens, then you phone me back up. Oh. And I said, um, right. And then I said this, because I was peed off now. I said, right. Oh, you've just reminded me. I, I did call Amazon. And he went, all right, what did they say? I said, they just said, they just ignored me and said there was nothing they could do. And he said, right, okay. <laughs> that is outrageous. <laughs> so what, he went for it? Begrudgingly, <laughs> he went for it. And he said, right, well, these payments are pending. He said, so we can't do anything until they've actually gone out. And, he said, and I said, how long did it take? 24 hours. And I got a bit pissy with him on the phone. I said, this is outrageous. I was really upset. Didn't go to the NA meeting. I drove home and went and sat and I cried with my cats for an hour. And I was in a dark place, man. Like proper, you know, tipped me over the edge. And I was thinking, I have to go back on meds and I want to die. And I need that money. Oh, God, I'm going to lose the house and all of this. And I'm walking around the house looking places I know, just, just looking under the beds, you know, my water, looking down the back of the chest of drawers in the bedroom, going, crying, going, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. And then I came down and my wallet was on the stereo. It's on the music centre. It was on the hi-fi system. I was like, oh, no. And I'd cancelled my card. I got a bank card for my mum in there and I'd cancelled that. And um, it turns out those purchases have been done by me, but they've been done by me like in the week. Right, but so it's like just, an automated thing. They only just filtered through, idiots. So, so, so to cheer myself up, this is what I did to cheer myself up, was I thought, right, I'm going to seize the day, carpe diem. And I'm going to finally put that light bulb in my security light on my garage. You So absolutely. that when I pull up at night, it's going to light up for me. So I climbed up and it was hailing down quite heavily and I climbed up on the wheel. So you're doing electrical work in very wet conditions. I did think of Rod Hull, yes. Um, but I continued There would no there was no one even there to see you light up like a a skeleton. (laughs) So I got up I got up and I I put the light bulb in and then I went and turned the light on and the light came on, right? So it's a sensor light and the light came on. Right. And it's supposed to come on and stay on for like a minute, I think. 
Ten minutes later, the bloody thing's still on. It won't go off. So I'm Googling YouTube videos. How do you... Do, how do you and there are sensors underneath. There's a sensor... This one's only got two sensors. There's one is for the length of time it stays lit. You can have it for like a minute to ten minutes. And one is its reaction to light. And you can have it... I didn't really understand that one, actually. So I, I was up on this wheelie bin in the in the hail about 12 times trying to get... And then I was reading things about you have to reset the sensor. And to do that, you switch it off, on, off, on, off. No, no. On. You do it very quickly. On, off, on, off. Leave off for five seconds and turn it on, and that resets the sense. So I was doing. I couldn't get the flipping thing to work. Could my Sunday? My Sunday to cheer me up was trying to get a flipping sensor light. Do you want to? Yeah, you was trying to get a sensor light to work, and I couldn't. That's totally you, though. So if anyone, could, what do you mean? Tinkering. If anyone knows how to fix a sensor light. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, please. That's the phone in. So let's just wait for that. Hey, we totes got a call. This worked. We've got this electrician's phone in. All right, Lawrence, how do I fix the sensor light? No idea. Sorry? Absolutely no idea. Who is this? Who is this troll? What the hell? What the hell are you phoning in for? We're supposed to be keeping the line. Sam, keep the lines clear for people that tell me how to fix a sensor light. How dare you? How dare you? I will talk to you, Lawrence, while we're waiting for the electricians to call in. What can we do for you on this lovely cold Monday evening? Well, Ian just wants to say how lovely it is to hear your voice sounding like your old self. Thank you very much indeed. Faking it. I'm going to be nice. Faking it to making it. But sometimes you've got to fake it. You sounding great, pal. May, may God bless you, Lawrence. Fantastic, yeah. Okay. You listen to back in the old days, so, or, you know... <clears throat> um, the glory days. The LBC yeah. days. Uh, yeah, OK. The glory days! Yeah. In 2005. Yes, what a year. What a year, 2000 and... Was I doing, was I doing it in 2005? Mm-hmm. Summer of 2005. Prove it. I don't believe you. I, don't, I yeah. do not believe I was doing... Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those callers, this... this um, What's his name? Igor, Igor, he called himself, I think. Um, this other chap. Um, he had a, an Asian name, I think. Yeah, the regular callers. And there's um, Tallulah, I think, was it? Tallulah uh, from the Electro Parade, who used to, she used to yeah. drive around, ride around on a bicycle with a budgie inside a giant um, beach ball, inflatable beach ball. Dear. Okay. Oh, dear. Deary me. Deary, uh, deary me. You didn't play any new order. No, because he was playing Liverpool music playing for Manchester. no apparent reason. Ah, Liverpool, I see. I beg your pardon. I was playing Manchester, playing Ma- Manchester. Manchester. Are, yeah. you coming to Ma- are you coming to the Manchester shows, no, Lawrence? No, I'm afraid not, no. Why is that? Just, you know, commitments. Business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can see you live in Lon- the London area. I certainly do. Well, maybe you should come to one of our London shows. Oh, yeah. Well, when, where? Actually, I don't want you to come to our London shows. <laughs> Why, because of the breathing? <laughs> Charming. This guy, I, I think don't like. He's debonair. I he's, think he's too debonair for our show. He's very, very posh. Mm. Very. Are you a lord? Are you Nigel Havers? Um, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what Nigel would say. Hey, it is a great. This is a great Manchester song. Speaking of Manchester, listen yeah. to this. This is great. You're, you're, <laughs> don't be afraid of your freedom. What? Oh, Manchester. <laughs> this is a great song. Manchester had it happening. And this is, I'm free to do what I want. 
in a bloody old time. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence. You would. Lawrence, I said I'm free to do what I want any old time. So, Lawrence, i got a couple of things I'd like you to do. I want you to love me, hold me. I said love me, Lawrence, hold me, because I'm free. Yes, I'm glad to hear it. We're in. Those guys were from Bells Hill. Yeah, Manchester. Lanarkshire. Um, all right, Lawrence, listen, if you can't fix a light bulb, um, then I'm, I've got, I'm really very confused as to why you're on the air at the moment. Uh, that's a very good question. I'm, I'm wondering about myself, actually. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to, to, to James. James, can you fix my sensor light, security light sensor, please? Yeah, I can do. Um, but before that, I'm, I'm going to give you a tip on how to fix it. So can I quickly ask you for an inside showbiz tip? Of course you can. I'd love to give you an inside showbiz uh, 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 Yes, yes. One second. How, right. how far inside? <laughs> I'm about uh, six centimetres. I think okay. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make a baby just so I can sell its pictures to Hello Magazine. No, don't do that. That's a, that's a classy thing to do. My, my my baby, one day old. I want it all over the papers. Ten, many thousands of pounds for your sir, for your baby. You, Thank you. But at the age of eighteen, it will prick its finger and fall asleep for a hundred years. Don't worry. I want the money now. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, yes. The, the tip I wanted to ask you is your good mate James O'Brien. He yes. often beat him in the has... race once. What's that? I beat him in a race, in a 400 metres race. James O'Brien and I had a 400 metres race. I destroyed him. Okay. So, so the inside showbiz tip, and this is a genuine question. Yes, he sir. often talk, he talks about, you know, various topics. And yep. even this morning, he was talking about a topic about a YouTube blogger. And then that the person he's talking about, this happened with Frank Lampard about a decade ago. They call him up. They call his station up. Yeah. Now, if how does one verify that the person calling him, because, you know, I can do a number of voices, right, and ten years ago, what if I would have just called up and go, hello, LBC's Frank Lampard here, can I get put through well, here's the Why thing. are you talking I, like that, Frank? I will let, I will let <laughs> Catherine answer that one, because she's had more experience coming from the BBC where they had to, we, you, you would get people phoning up saying, I am the person you yeah. are talking about in that story. And yeah. we, I remember a training session on that, but you, you Catherine... <laughs> do you? you? Yeah, I remember it getting brought up in some one of those crappy training sessions. But well, go on, you answer this to start with, because you. So know how would you do it? Well, of course, you would first of all go on gut instinct, and, and I've learned how to detect a blagger over t- sort of almost twenty years of working in radio. You work with like, Roberto Peroni. Um, you'd look at the phone number. A lot of in jokes. You'd look at that. where those people were at the moment, where they were calling from. Right. Um. But, this, but, this, but, but to, to this morning guy, he's an American YouTuber called James something. You know, the guy who had 8,000 people in Birmingham yeah. come through. Uh, yeah. And he, he called from the back of an Uber, and he has a generic American voice. And obviously, I mean, he probably he, he was the guy who James is talking about. But, you know, I could... How do you know? How do you know he was the guy that he was talking about? Well, I mean, LBC have put it up on their website. He might not have been the guy, but I'm just saying well, Frank Lampard... Well, here's the thing. Well, the Frank Lampard thing's slightly different, because I think... I, I, I've, I've never heard that call, but I, I'm aware that James was being quite rude about Frank Lampard, and Frank Lampard phoned up in quite an aggressive manner, uh, probably yeah, uh, ca- to defend himself. Yeah, but he called up instantaneously, so James was slagging him off, and he called up, yeah. and he just went, oh, it's yeah. fair, hello, hello, James's producer, it's Frank Lampard, I want to get through. I would imagine and- that Frank, that, that those in the know would recognise Frank Lampard's voice. I uh, think he's quite a, you know, he's, he's a... The thing with the YouTuber, if if they've put it up online afterwards, then they've probably gone back and done a little bit of, it, yeah. of checking to make sure. Right. Okay. Uh, you have to, Cass, Cass, right, it's, it's a lot of it is gut. It's slightly different now with, with Twitter because you can actually, 
DM someone and say, "Is this yeah. you're, you're saying you're on? Is this you?" Precisely. I imagine he would yeah. have rung in on an American number. Who's using his home, his mobile phone? Well, he was, he was in the back of. He was in the. I have to phrase this carefully. I was going to say he was in the back of an Uber driver. But he was in the back <laughs> of. A... <laughs> yeah. I imagine he was using his, his own phone. So. Um, yeah. You just have okay. to. That's right. It's gut. It's gut. You can generally tell, but you know what? When you can't tell, that's funny. It's funny. Someone gets. Someone gets one. But do you know what? And that's a great. That's a great prank. I could have phoned up James Everett. Hey man, I, uh, you're, I'm the guy. I'm the dude you're talking about no, there. You, you Shut up, man. It's, it's difficult to do, isn't it? Because you had one of your new viral clips, and obviously this won't reach the heights of you and Amir Khan on. Good morning. One and a half million. Well done, Ian. Thank you very much. I get. A, I get a, a pound for every one of those. There's a 32-year-old virgin from Colorado who does a very sort of downbeat uh, YouTube channel. And I often say to him, why don't you monetize it? He often gets a 1,000 views in a month. But anyway, um, one of your very virally recent ones is the White History Month one, you know? The what? Sorry, the The, the uh, Scouse fellow going, Ian, when's, when's White History Month? Oh, yeah, that I... Yeah, but now we've got yeah. a bit of distance between that. I suspect that was a spoof call, and, and we suspected that as it was happening. But it was just such a delicious call that we, we kind of went along with it for a bit of theatre. But I suspect that wasn't real. But then what happened was a few days after that, because even though I'm a very, um, you know, cool guy... Jesus, what is this? Is this the interrogation by the Stasi? What the hell is going on here, man? Or are you that, trying to tell that, us that that was you? No, no, a few days after that, or maybe a week after that, I called up and I said, Ian, I've got a question for you. We're, we have been as the Abuto History Month, but what about Silver Black History Month? And yeah. I thought that was a great skit, but I don't think either of you got it. We got we, it. We, got it. it, it wasn't we didn't gr- think it was a great skit. It wasn't as great as you thought. <laughs> James, I wouldn't open with that one, is my suggestion. That is seen as <laughs> hilarious on LVC, you know? Tom Swarby Classic. Well, you phone up. Why don't you phone up um, Tom Snorbrick now and see if? It... Oh, by the way, James, if you do any prank phone calls to Tom Snorbrick and tape them, tape them, and we'll they're funny, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have it. It's, it's, it's tricky because it's always about Brexit, and it's difficult in the Brexit conversation to go. You no, it isn't. It... A smooth coming There we go. This, it's not because I've heard you do straight phone calls, and then you go into. <laughs> you do all that. Go on, do it now. Right, but now do it. Now do it. Right, okay. So let's talk about Brexit. And at some point in this conversation, James, I want you to go into that. This is your training, okay? Right. Yeah, so, okay. I'm actually also doing my Scottish voice, which is quite difficult to maintain. Okay. No, but you did it beautifully. Well, uh, well, start off Scottish. Okay, so um, this isn't my real voice, by the way. So no, I'll just do my. No, no I don't want to know. I don't want to know your real voice. Uh, so you're going to be Scottish now. Let's go to James, who is calling from. And again, this is a problem because I can see where you're calling from. Oh, this is James uh, from Croydon. James, you, you're originally from Scotland. Um, of course, the majority of, of Scotland voted to remain. How do you feel about Theresa May's plan? Right. Well, basically, sorry, I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> so no, Oh, right, okay. Just do that again. Sorry. Right. We've got James on the line. Uh, James, now, you says you're in Croydon, but originally, you, um, uh, it says on my screen, you uh, are from Aberdeen. Um, of course, Scotland voted to remain. What do you think about what's happening with Theresa May and, and, and her plan? I Well, the thing I. is... Don't start with I, because that's an obvious joke voice. Okay, I'm... Um, <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I think the European <laughs> Union... Is a great thing. Right, don't be Scottish. <laughs> James is from Croydon. James, what do you think about Theresa May's plan? 
I tried most sort of doing all right, but then towards the end, I thought, Junker, you've been hit by a sniff. I don't know what I'm like, oh. <laughs> Mate, do it! Can I make a small suggestion? Just be a bit more subtle with the accent, because anything super strong like that is going to arouse suspicion. Silence, though. He's gone. No one's going to figure that one out. Are you there still? Okay, he's gone weird on this now. I'm going to cut that off. <laughs> this is Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So what's what's this thing? 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone. I don't need to say that, do I? We've got a recording of a, an angry person saying the phone number... Oh, hang on a minute. Where's, um... Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Is that... I like mine quite hard, and then I like to put it all in my mouth at once. Well, you do keep batting in, don't you? Um... Aren't your balls normally held back by your willy? Mm... 03 treble 4 double 9 1,000. Here's the phone number if you want to give us a call. After midnight, we're going to find out the scumbags. And these are scumbags. American scumbags. Trolls, vile trolls, a-holes, to use their uh, 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 horrible um, bastardization bastardization oh. of the British language. as scumbags. Keith and the girl, um, who were friends of the show, and now they're not friends of the show. Because, I still like them. No, you shouldn't like them. You don't like them. Uh, if anyone is subscribed to their podcast, unsubscribe. I'm going to ask for them $50 back that I gave them for their poxy little crappy little internet radio show. They're dead. They're dead to me. And I will. we will call them up and we will destroy them on air because they're, they're scumbags. is reeling from the news that he did not win one of their annual Catgut Awards. I'm the biggest star they've ever had on that show. They have no, that's poxy... not true. They've had people that have been on Saturday Night Live. I've been on. I've been on. I have been live on a Saturday it. night. Yeah, you've watched it. Yeah, no, I don't. Shut up! Saturday night. <laughs> I was the. I was the strawberry guy in the jungle. So they're scumbags. They're, they're dicks, and I'm going to phone them up and tell them off midnight. But before we do that, um, there are there are a group of people that think um, all birds are actually drones. Catherine, over yes. to you. This is this according is to uh, the Sun. Bird brain. There is a 70,000-strong online army who say all birds were poisoned and replaced with drones and recharged by sitting on power lines. <laughs> that sounds legit. A group of conspiracy theorists say they believe birds were killed using a virus and replaced by surveillance robots. Sun Online takes a closer look to see if it's a legitimate conspiracy theory or just a satirical joke. Okay. Which could it be? Oh, Hang on, if it's a satirical joke, then just don't bother reading the rest of it. Well, we don't know. We're not going to find out well, until we read it. Oh, hang on a minute. They do sit on power lines, who, though, don't they? Who? Hang on a minute. And that's who, quite dangerous. When have you ever heard an option that it could be A, or it could be a satirical joke? I mean, no, no, that's never offered up as an option. The fact that it's there makes me suspicious, makes me sniffy. I think there's something weird going on here. Whether it's pigeons peering on pavement, seagulls trying to steal your chips on a seaside day trip, or proud peacocks strutting through a stately home, birds are everywhere. So far, so true. Okay. But according to an online group of conspiracy theorists, our feathered friends aren't real, but actually drones used by the government to spy on us. The Birds Aren't Real movement, which has its own Facebook group. Right, hang on a minute. And website where you can buy a T-shirt saying Birds Aren't Real, Birds Are Lies. I wouldn't mind one of those T-shirts. I quite like one as well. I might buy one. Okay. 
The Birds Aren't Real movement, which says 12 billion birds were purposefully wiped out using a virus, formed on the internet two years ago and has gained almost 70,000 Instagram followers since its inception. Some people have questioned whether the movement is simply a satire of other conspiracy theories, which seems plausible considering their website sells a range of merchandise. Well, listen, they've got to make rent as well as finding out what these drones are doing. But Peter McKindo, of the US, co- the U.S. college student who first set it up, claims he is completely serious in his belief that birds are spy drones. We, uh... Is that it? No, I'm panning down. OK. According to McKindo and his group, the U.S. government purposefully killed 12 billion birds between 1959 and 1971. They say that water tanks in planes were filled with a bird poison that, when consumed by the birds, would give them viruses which they could pass on to others. Hang on. There's lots of pictures. McKindo explains, The poison was sprayed from an altitude of 8,000 feet and would completely dissolve before it hit the ground. Once a single drop of the poison struck the bird's feathers, the virus would take hold through the fibres and make its way into the bloodstream. That sounds like science to me. That sounds like science. He adds that the virus would affect the bone structure of the birds and that when they died, total decomposition would take place within 24 hours, removing the need to hide bodies. They've thought of everything. The group claims this was orchestrated by Alan Welsh Dulles, who was the director of the CIA between 1953 and 1961, who, they say, relocated £49 billion worth of public health funding towards extinction of birds. Okay, I'm bored. Shockingly... This is a a satirical joke. The group claims that John F. Kennedy... Why are you still reading? John F. Kennedy, because, you know, some people are into this. Why are you still reading? ...was assassinated because he was against what was happening to the feathered creatures, and since then the CIA have rigged every US election to allow candidates who were anti-bird and pro-citizen surveillance to win the presidency. Okay, well, that was, I apologise. Uh, I, I thought we had something here, and it, it turns out we had nothing here at all. Bad Birds research, aren't real. Bad research from that wrote bad on a research. Twitter thing, why on earth would we need to prop up wires in the sky to give energy to our homes? All those wires are underground anyway. These are clearly public drone charging stations propped up in plain sight. Um, I don't know if anyone heard Howard Hughes last night. It was a great show. He had a sweary, sweary witch on there. He had a switch. To, she... Um, uh, she had had a, mot- a moped, a 50cc moped stolen. and Slowly. They tried to steal <laughs> it a few times. So she put a hex on it, right? She put a hex on it so that anyone that touched her moped would feel um, sad. I think that was, uh, I think that was it. Did you, did you hear it? How sad, though? Oh, sad enough to want to take it back. And it worked. They stole it. And they took it back, but she was quite sweary, and Howard had to go, um, I know you're very upset about this, and I can tell from the tone of your voice, and also the language. I will have to ask you to uh, tone, tone the language down a little bit, please. Oh, you know, get passionate about your moped. Yeah, you do. I'd be annoyed if someone messed with mine. They would be very sad. There was a weird... It was a strange... I mean, Howard Hughes, Sunday night, it's a great show. I love it. I love it. We must get him back on again. I'll send him a little email, see if he'll come on this week or next... Oh! Tomorrow, 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 10.30, Chris Warburton. He's been on before. He's from Five Live, another radio station. And he came on because he'd done the really good podcast series about the staircase, the, the yes. murder. Where uh, Murder. Was it a murder? Was it an accident? It was a murder. I'm gonna, uh, this, this guy's wife, had she fallen down the stairs? Had she been murdered? He murdered her. Or had she been attacked by an owl? Spoiler alert. Um, he murdered her. Although I don't think he'd been... Fa- he was found guilty of the murder, then he was found not guilty of the murder. 
But he murdered her. It's America, we can say that. Anyway, he's got a new series, which I've only just started listening to. I'm on, I've just done episode three. It's, what's it called? Dark, it's called... Devil Days. The dark. No, the End of Days. End of Days. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Let me get it up on my... I use CastBox as my um, Do you? podcast catching service these days. Yeah, End of Days podcast. Okay, I'm just going to check it. Right, here we go. It's called End of Days. I mean... And um, there are eight episodes. Yeah. Uh, oh, it finished in November. Okay, well, that, that may be when he actually got in touch with me asking if he could come on the show, and I'm, I'm, I may have um, only just put it back. Anyway, it's about um, Waco. Wake up to Waco is what I would have called it. I would have called it Wake Up to Waco. In fact, the first thing we say to him when, when Chris comes on to him, I say, well, hey, man, great podcast. Why the hell didn't you call it Wake Up to Waco, you, lo- you BBC loser? You, Don't you, say that till the too, end, too busy, Too busy with your um, snout in the trough, huh? So the, uh, it's called uh, Wake Up... No, it's not called Wake Up to Waco. It should be called Wake Up to Waco. It's called End of Days, and it's about... And here's the thing that makes it different. It's about the, I think it's 29, the 29 British saps that were, went over to Waco. And that were inside. That were inside. A couple of, at least one of whom is still alive, Livingstone. Yes. Still He's alive. a character, isn't he? He's, yeah. It's an incredible listen. Uh, Waco something I don't know much about. There's a great, I think it's John Ronson did a documentary about Waco and about the siege of Waco anyway. And the siege was handled terribly by the American government, the FBI, I think it was. In fact, I think there may have been two different kind of services competing. But they were trying to use, like, um, disruption techniques. So they would play, like, Barry Manilow music late at, or like for, like, 36 hours and shine lights on and stuff like that. They, they handled it terribly. You know, the, you, the, 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 yes, it was David uh, Koresh um, was a nut job and he was a paedophile. And, um, you know, but, but, but the, the FBI handled it terribly. The thing that most shocked me about it, because I, remem- I remembered it vaguely, you know, I was there. happening, I was, I was and I thought it must there. have been the 80s. It wasn't, it was the 90s. Well, this is the thing. Chris says it, oh, it happened very recently. Right. It didn't. It was 1993. That's 26 years ago. I know, ago. but the 90s is, I was almost an adult then. I wasn't a kid. That's a quarter of a century. It was over a quarter of a century ago. Anyway... He's coming. It's a great podcast. So if you want to get up to speed a little bit, they're only 30 minutes each. There's eight of them. So let me... um... So yeah, it's like about maybe three hours worth of material to listen to. Um, Have a listen to some of those. Uh, Wake up. End of days. Chris Warburton. It's on podcast. And um, he's coming on tomorrow night. 10.30 to answer the question as to why. Why he did not call it Wake Up to Waco. I might have sounded a bit insensitive. I don't know, maybe because no, we got wake wake up to Waco, oh. wake up to it, guys. This is important. Wake up to it. You can't, we've been sleeping. Um, okay, you, you've been you, you have here's the the problem. Um, oh, I was going to really thought it was there. The problem is with you, Catherine. If if you there don't, isn't a problem with well, me. there is one problem. If you don't mind me saying, I do. you are sleeping. You do not want to believe. Okay, I say, my name is Jester and I am a massive racist. Okay. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Great news. My cat slept on my bed with me last night for the first time ever. It was it was a joyous, joyous moment. It was a joyous moment, Tone. Hello. Tony. Hello. Tony. Hello. Tony? 
Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Tony. Can you hear me? Yeah, hold on a second. Hold on. Holding on, sir. Right, hello. Tony. Yeah, go on. No, uh, hmm? Okay, well, listen, we, can you, can we, can we speak after the news? Yeah, sure. All no right, per- perfect. This is going to be a great call. We're going to kick off the next hour with Tony. And I see we're getting a phone call from Spain, from uh, uh, Granada. Granada in Spain, in España. Granada in España is calling us. This is going is to be great. And then we're going to find up Keith and the girl. I'm going to rip them. Uh, uh, I'm going to rip them. I'm going to roast them. I'm going to roast them. Um, do you think wake up to wake up makes more sense? No. I... Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This, dear listener, this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
we are enslaved by not just the Tory government, by the Labour Party, by politics, by um, uh, capitalism, by, by, the a- man, man. by Amazon, by Apple, by uh, your iPhone. Yes. So that song's a lie. Before the break, we've got some great calls lined up. We've got Richard, we've got Nigel, but before that, before that... Uh, oh, we got, we got a call. Someone's calling again from Granada, Granada, in España. But before that, we were speaking to Tony, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with Tony. I think great. we're gonna, I think we're gonna, we're all, everyone's gonna come away from this a little bit more enrichment, enri- enriched. Good evening, Tony. Hello, how are you doing? That's none of your business. What can we do for you tonight? Well, I heard you talking about that uh, podcast you've been listening to, uh, the Staircase. Uh, well, yeah, I listened to that last year. Yes. Well, I've, I've, have you seen it on Netflix? They've yes. have got the documentary on there. Yeah, they don't really mention the owl theory in there very much, but yes, I've seen it. Oh, right, OK. And there was, a, there was another couple that I was going to say to you. Have you seen that Evil Genius on there? Did I start watching that and get a bit bored? It's a four-part where a fella walks into a bank and he's got a bomb round his Oh, no, I saw that. Oh, flipping it. Be warned, you'll see a man with a bomb strapped to him being blown up. Did you expect to see that? Did no, I did that? not expect to see that. I made Kath watch it. She yeah. went, Kath was genuinely peed off with me for showing it to her. Because it's about seven minutes in and she went, oh, why have you shown me that? Genuine, yeah, very... I didn't think they were going to do it, did you? No, I wish they had it. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah, it was quite good, though. But uh, the actual documentary itself was quite good. Um, I'll tell you a good one. Fire is good. Sorry? Fire, F-Y-R-E, about... Yes, I've seen that. I've seen that about the uh, festival. Now, there are two documentaries about this. There's one on Netflix and there's one on Hulu. Who's got Hulu? I don't know. But apparently in the one on Hulu, they've got the Billy guy... The Billy guy Gruff, the man behind it, is, he's he's in it. He's in the documentary and talks to them. Yeah, he's in this one. He's in the one on that. He doesn't Netflix. talk to them, you muppet. <laughs> and I, I keep starting, but I don't. I, 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 the, the Ted Bundy tapes. How do you feel about um, yeah, that? I started watching the, uh, about half an hour of that. It's... And that looks, that, that looks really good. But I'll tell you what is good. You've probably seen that, Making of a Murderer. Yeah, I've seen the first one. I've not bothered with the second one. No? Do you, do, you know, do you know why I've not bothered with the second one? Why? He's guilty. Well, he's... He's, he's totally, yeah. totally... I, wasn't it, I can't remember. Was it his wife or someone? He's, I can't remember. But he's totally, totally guilty. He is guilty. That was, that was filmed over... Oh, that's actually have a good one on there. Innocent Man. I am an innocent man. <gasps> you absolute bellend. Look what you've done, you, ab- you knobber. But I made it stop. No, but, well, yeah, but you made it stop, but now you're going to get it. Um, now you're going to get it. Hang on, I'm... I threw a um, newspaper at him and it missed and hit his water bottle. So she sat literally eight inches away from me. Um, hang on a minute. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I you asked this, for this Catherine. I know this song too. You made this happen. No, I didn't. Yes, you. <laughs> yes, you did. Actually, yes, you did. You made it happen. This wasn't going to happen until you made it happen. Here we go. Sorry about that. Shut up, Tony. Oh God, really? <laughs> this is the worst version as well. What's this? On a Bon Tempe. 
Some people stay far away from the oh. door if there's a chance <laughs> of it all burning up. Another verse. They hear a voice in the hall outside and hope that it, it just passes by. If you're going to ruin it, I'm not. <laughs> if you're going to ruin it, I'm not going to do, do it. Go on, no, 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 go on. I won't. I won't laugh. It's, it'll be good. Who is that, Billy Joel? Yep. No, it was me. <laughs> That's how good I am. That is how good I am. Yeah, I sound. I can do all the voices. Here we go. Please don't ruin this. This is not. This is a very special song to me. Some people stay far away from the door If there's a chance of it opening up They hear a voice in the hall outside And hope that it just passes by Some people live with the fear of a touch and the anger of having been a fool. <laughs> the people know the they tune. will not listen to anyone, so nobody tells them a lie. <laughs> I know you're only protecting yourself. I know you're thinking of somebody else. Someone who hurt you, but I'm not above Making up for the love you've been denying You could ever feel I'm not above doing anything To restore your faith if I can Wow, the drowning man Some people see through the eyes of the old Before they ever get a look at the young That's inappropriate though, here we go I'm only willing to hear you ruining it. Well, I'm trying to help you because you're, you're nowhere it. near it. If you're going to ruin it, there's no point in me well, doing it. All right, go on. Take the run up, but I, it's, this is awful. If you're going to ruin it, please don't ruin it. You've done this. You've made me start again. You did this. Just don't ruin it. Shut up, Tony! Stop victim blaming. Some people stay far away from the door If there's a chance of it opening up They hear a voice in the hall outside And they hope that it just passes by Some people live with the fear of a touch And the anger of having been a fool they will not listen to anyone, so nobody tells them a lie. I know you're only protecting yourself. I know you're thinking of somebody else. Someone who hurt you, but I'm not above making up for the love you've been denying you could ever feel. <laughs> I'm not above doing anything to restore your faith if I can. Some people see through the eyes of the old before they ever get to look at the young. I don't like that line. I'm only willing to hear you cry because I am an innocent man. I know this bit. No, you don't. <laughs> oh God! Hi. Oh yes, 
Jack Black, Neto Lieber, isn't it? <laughs> I don't like. Do you know what, Tony? I don't like your attitude, mate. You, your attitude I think, sucks. I think it's spot on. I'm going to cut Tony off now. He's a scumbag. He's a troll. He's a vile troll. Let's go to Lee. Lee is calling from Spain. Good evening, Lee. Uh, uh, hasta la vista. And uh, te quiero. It's great to have you on board. What can we do for you tonight, Lee? Hey, you Spanish is good. Sorry? Your Spanish is good. Th- uh, uh, gracias. Grazie, grazie. De nada. De- you, you're in Spain and you can't even speak Spanish. I'm proud of yeah, you, son. No, I do. I, I do. Go on, then. Um, okay. Uh, Como estas? Si, when te quiero, te capascana, el abuela me quiera, y por la secana tuasneca y a la burguesquela. I don't think that's Spanish. Okay, well, that just shows how... Because that was, that's like a very advanced Spanish, which you, you, you probably don't know. So that's cool. Uh, what, what, is, it, is it warm in Spain, or is it cold? Because it can get cold in Spain. It's freezing. Unlucky, it, mate. It's, yeah, it's really cold. What are, you doing, what are you doing in Spain? Do you live there? Are you working there, or what's going on? Yeah, I live here. I'm, uh, I'm not working at the moment. Okay, well, this is happy days, happy days. It's f- how long have you been out there for? Uh, 17 years. Um, and how many places do a good egg and chips? Oh, fa- egg and chips! Oh, a fancy no egg and chips! Granada is a classy uh, environment. They do not have egg and chips places. I do fancy egg and chips now, though, mate. You shouldn't have brought that up, Lee. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Ian, you're right. I'm, of course I'm right. I'm always right. I'm, right. I'm a very right guy. What can we do for you this evening, Lee? It's lovely to talk to you. So uh, yeah, to I have just a... wanted to... I wanted to know what you guys thought about. Um, I have some tattoos, and I I want to have a new tattoo. Yep. Um, And I thought, is it wrong to let the child uh, do a small part of the tattoo on the body? Now, when you say the child, first of all, who is the child? Just a random kiddie or your own child? Yeah, my own child. How old is your child? Seven. And when you say have them do it, do you mean like with the needle and stuff? Yeah, but that's insane. That's insane. Pardon? That's insane. Giving them the tattoo needle. No, what I mean is, I want to have a new tattoo. Yeah. And uh, as they get older, I can see that you know um, changing into adults, and I'm a. Uh, I don't know. I want a little bit of the child to put a ta- a bit of the tattoo. You want him to design the child, he or she, it to design a bit of the tattoo. <laughs> no, he. Um, I want him to to go with me to the tattoo parlor. Yes. The the tattooista, and obviously the guy does tattoo. But the child no, does not. a small part. They're not called tattooistas. Yeah. He's combined tattoo with barista. Well, where uh, do you think that comes from? Barista? What do you mean? Because it comes from Costa. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? Are you saying you want... Do you want the, t- the child, here we have established, to draw a bit of the tattoo, that the tattooista... I'll play a game. I know it looks it's like a muffet yeah. of tea. That you, he draws a bit that the tattooista then 
tattoos on you, or do you want the child to hold the tattoo needle? Yes. To to which of those two options? To hold the needle, to actually hold the the, the tattoo. That is is not. Hey, having a a picture that your kid has drawn tattooed on you, actually, I quite like that. That's kind of quite cool. No, not... Not not something that child has drawn. I I thought about that. No, actually. I know you want him to actually do the tattoo. That's insane, isn't just it? Just a small, no, just a small part, just a centimeter of tattoo. <laughs> what, 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 wouldn't you like bleeding that? That's quite horrific for a seven-year-old. Pardon? Won't you bleed a bit? I don't understand. You know, well, blood when it comes out your body, that's bleeding. Don't do you not bleed yeah. when you have a tattoo done? Yes, of course. So your seven-year-old's going to make you bleed? So I, I was only asking if you thought it was OK or not OK. Well, we're go- running through the pros and cons, and so far... Tell me um, tell me why you would like, like it done. Ex- explain it to me. Go on. Because uh, a tattoo means something normally. Yep. yep. Okay. And so, for me, that would mean something. Um, okay, fine. Then, then, yeah, do it. I think it's a great, I think it's a lovely idea to have you involve your children with body art. I think it's a lovely idea. That, that's all I was asking. Uh, is it a wrong thing to It's not a wrong thing to do. No, it's a, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a bonding experience. I think it'll be great. And in return, you should do a little tattoo on him. Only a centimetre. <laughs> Maybe like a little moustache or something. <laughs> a moustache. Like in Friends. Yeah, OK. I've seen it. Do it, man, do it. When are you going to get it done, Lee? Oh, I don't know. I just wanted to know what you guys thought. I think it's beautiful to involve your children in um, making permanent marks on your body. Can Definitely. I make a suggestion? Here we go. Here comes Mum's... Co- Quick, Mum's coming! I I the stash! Sleep on it and then make the decision in the morning. Thank you. When you've had a glass of water. Nice one, Lee. Good luck, mate. Thanks for calling, buddy. All right. Cheers, fella. That's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Getting a kid to do a bit of a tattoo. I thought it was going to be a drawing. He wants it with the needle. Seven-year-old. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. As a who are playing a concert, I got excited. Wembley Stadium. I'm not going to go to the stadium. Why? I don't like stadium gigs. I'm not. I'm not a sucker. I'm drawing the line. I'm drawing the line. I went to one stadium gig to see the Eagles, and it was just. It was awful. It was just lousy, mainly because it was the Eagles. But uh, no. So that's. Um, that's going to teach them. That will teach them a lesson. Yeah. Roger will be out there. And he'll go, Hello, lo- oh, where's is, Ian is, Lee? He's American, is he? Well, he talks like that. Hello, a bit, doesn't he? London. Hello, London. Hello, Brexit. Oh, I voted Brexit. Screw you guys. Where's Ian Lee? Forget Where's it. Where's Ian Lee? Brexit. 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 Also, he's a very tiny man, so no one's going to see very no, much at no, all. No, 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 no. Um, <coughs> oh, dear. Richard's on the line. Good evening, Richard. Hi, you all right? All right, Richard. Oh, it's safe, mate. <laughs> it's safe. There we go. Right, uh, there we go. We're in. What, We're what, in. What is your... Uh, well, I've got a question for you. OK, and I might have an answer for you, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Right, in 1982, what was your favourite rave DJ? My favourite rave DJ in 1982, when I was... 1992. Eight, 1992. Um, yeah. It was... Um, 
Uh, it was um, Frankie Knuckles. Yeah, what about a slip mat? Sorry? Slip mat. Slip mat? Yeah. What, for like in, the, in your shower? Slip mat. Top buzz. Slip. Groove rider. No. Flip mat and shit buzz. <laughs> what? <laughs> Flip mat and shit buzz. <laughs> top buzz. Top buzz? Uh, no, yeah. I d- no, I didn't like top buzz. Do you like top buzz? Brilliant, they are. No, I'm not. A f- I'm not really a fan of Top Buzz. I didn't. I, I just thought he changed the records a little bit too slowly. I saw him once do a gig, and he he, he put it on. Um, he put a 45 on, but he played it at 33. It totally killed the vibe. <laughs> it killed the vibe like nobody's. All right, a business. Like Master Safe. Um, I like Master Chef. Master Chef is better, although I preferred it when it was hosted by <laughs> Lloyd Grossman and it was a competition. <laughs> Isn't it? it makes sauce now. It does make Anyone sauce. Anyone can be a Master Chef. Make some noise. Sorry? <laughs> Everyone in the house, make some noise. Everybody make some noise. All right, Richard. I, I, I think maybe maybe you took too many of those disco biscuits back in the day. No, no, I didn't do that. No, no, no. You sure? Never, was... never. <laughs> Thanks yeah. very much for your call. Um, the voice of the 90s there. Guys, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs in the 90s and don't do drugs repeatedly in the 90s. When oh. when it's time to stop, stop. Uh, ah, let's see if Nigel's feeling any better. He had the lurgy on Friday. Mm-hmm. He's still alive, which is a bonus, Nigel. Oh, hi, hi guys. Hi, oh, husky, hi, mate. I've still got the flu. Oh, mate, you sound lousy. Yes, but I went to the doctors today and my temperature's gone. Oh, that's good. Well, that that yeah. that means you're through the worst of it, I think, doesn't it? I was improving. Brilliant. Apart from this, uh, swallow, well, I can swallow better now. Oh. I'm drinking soup. Cheeky. I had a dinner earlier. Back to that fella in the street. Go on. So I've been eating properly now. That's that, that's it. You're going to start getting yeah. your strength back. Yeah, and um, so I went to the doctors, and I, uh, it's a good job I went because I've got I met a new girl, made a new girlfriend. That was shock. Isn't she um, like riddled with disease? No, no. Okay, that's wow. good. She nursed. She was at the surgery, you mean? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, no, no, she was all right. She looked healthy enough. Okay, they always do. Oh, well, that's got nice. Two, two children of seven, and uh, they. I think one of those was ill. Okay, well, good. As long as she was 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 fit. Yeah, she looks like Lindsay Lohan, by the way. Ever so attractive. Okay, well, well, that's. Um... Uh, wow. she, she, she likes to clean my house. She's single. Yes. And she's coming to clean my dust around my house to help me with some of the things. You know, dusting. Wow. Is she a cleaner, so, then, or just a kind person? No, she wants to be friends as well, you know, and she, her mother wants to... Her mother's got to know me as well, her mum. Oh, well, that's, that's nice. Were yeah, they, so I've got company now. Were they all at the doctor's? Pardon? Were they all at the doctor's? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. be, but, ca- um, be, do be careful, if just, you know, inviting strangers round to your house. Just uh, flag well, she, that up. She's rather not. She kept... Um, she chatted me up. When I went back to sit and wait for a, a spray, which I'm getting tomorrow, um, spray for my throat, yeah. she, she she come over and chatted me up again. Well, of course, one of I two showed things. her a video of my mum in hospital and told okay. her that she, I, my mum died. OK, well, that's, well then yeah. let's hope that she... Here's, here's what I'm erring on, that she is, a ki- she is a kind angel who wants to help people. That's, that's what I'm hoping, that's what yeah. I'm believing. But she also wants some, uh, uh, a, a job cleaning as well. Ah! No. Right, yeah. well, d- does she know you haven't got any money to right. pay her? No, no, she never mentioned money, but I... I well, she mentioned. To, she doesn't have to do anything. She, she mentioned she, she, she cleaning. 
Pardon? And she, she mentioned cleaning, and she mentioned she wants a job cleaning. And I, I, no, no, I, I that a... wasn't just it. She said she was still coming up a cup of tea, even without, without any money. OK, well, then let's... Her mum drives her around, you see. OK, well, let's... Let's, uh, uh, let's hope she's sincere. Let's hope she's sincere, yes. That's a, that's, um, that's a great phrase. As Roger Moore would say. Yeah, right, I, t- I, can make this, I can make these funny noises now I've got the flu. Someone just hacked our phone call. We said Roger Moore on there. <laughs> Roger Moore. I'm Roger Moore. Does it sound like Roger Moore? <laughs> Sounds like Alan Partridge. Roger Moore's got the flu. Roger Moger Moore. Roger Moore's got the flu. Oh, it's Roger Moore's on the phone. Hello. He's got a bit of flu tonight. Mum, Roger Moore's on the phone. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. I'm all right, Stallone. Roger, <laughs> Mo- Ro- <laughs> Roger Moore and Sylvester Stallone on the phone. Listen to this, Ian. Yeah, go on. When I laugh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God, that went right in my ear. Oh. <laughs> oh! Coffee up noise, there might be a piano. No, thank you, stop that. <laughs> okay. Stop you get these lemon. funny noises. I'm still very it's not chesty. Funny. No. <laughs> I'm still very chesty in. Well, okay. okay. How's George Gadway? Have you met George Gadway recently? I met him on Friday. Yeah, I used to be on his show a few years ago. He's great, George. Love a bit of George. He knows George, me very well. Every Friday night, seven till ten, you you'll you'll never hear a show like it. No. Okay. No, I've still got the internet anyway to keep me. Maybe you could voice. sing um, a Barry White song for us. Um, well, after that, I forget how they go now. What was oh, the one? Oh, baby, I want to be lovely. <laughs> no, the fast one. Um, uh, fast. Okay, well, we just, I just feel that you won't have this voice forever. Maybe we should utilise it. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I can get it back now. I don't want, I can't tonight. I'm all now. I'm so tired. <laughs> can you Why do... does life have to be so can you do yeah. I was born? Oh, yeah, I could do that one. Go on, then, let's have I was born? <laughs> yeah, I was born, I could do that Flipping one. Flipping heck. That's a whole step down. Yeah, go on. I was born on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I was born and I fell out my cart. So I was born. I've got a feeling he doesn't know the song. Had a shit on the carpet. Hey, Nigel! There's shit on the carpet. I had a shit on the carpet. <laughs> Come on now, Nigel. please. Just, just... What have you got, Rudolitis? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nigel. Thanks for calling, man. I'm glad you're um, feeling better. Well, I think he said it was. T- oh, he wouldn't give me antibiotics. Good. No. Um, but I wanted them, but he said you don't have to have them. No, he's done the right thing. Antibiotics are killing this planet. And they probably oh. wouldn't then. You, you don't give antibiotics for the flu anyway. Well, you said it would take a week or two to get better. Yeah, well, that's life. Be if it gets better before that girl turns up. Yes, you know? man. So I've got more energy. <laughs> to, to, to sit with oh. her and make her a cup of tea, yeah? <laughs> no, for the other thing, you know. No, come on, man. In you case she wants to do the other thing, she you won't, never she, know. I, listen, she's not going to want to have sex with you, man. That's the, what, you don't know, do you? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, yes, you do. Um, well, she's only 30. I said I was too old for her. Yeah, you are. Uh, but she still wants to be friends. OK, well, let's just hope she's not there to exploit you and steal all of your equipment. I can't and, and understand her uh, keep chatting me up, but never mind. No, I'm suspicious. So she, perhaps she's after me money. Well, she might be, though, man. This is this is my concern, is she might be. It's a problem be. when they know someone's lost it, somebody. Uh, we're getting there, yes. It can be when they see someone who's vulnerable because mm-hmm. they're on their own. People can come yeah. and take advantage of that. That's, that's true, yeah. I didn't tell her where I lived. No. 
You know, she asked me where she asked where do you live. So how's she gonna? When's she coming round then? How's oh she? no, she's gonna call me, but I didn't want to tell her where I live straight away. I'd be very, very careful inviting yeah. strangers round. I don't right? know who she is. No, and you, you don't know. I mean, she, maybe no. she's a good soul. I don't know. It's, it, I feel well, her husband left her, so. Yeah, the sex isn't a thing. And really, I feel very protective of you, Nigel. I know you no, don't. No, no, I'm thinking, what, why did her husband leave her so quickly after seven years? Well, you, who knows how mar- why marriages break down? Mm. We don't know. Okay, I've got to go, Ian. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very tired. All right, bye. Let's go to um, uh, another Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. I sincerely hope that Nigel becomes better soon. He doesn't sound at all well. But well, he's a lot better than he was Friday, so that's something. That's, that's, he's that's going in the right direction. Well, that's good. But what an amazing doctor serve. You go in with a sore and come up with a, a wife, mother-in-law and two kids. It's astonishing. He's, he's it? got a family. Yeah. I mean, can you get over? Can you really go to other national health? You can, um, but I'm afraid after Brexit, um, you won't be able to anymore. So you guys have voted Brexit. You ruined this. You ruined the NHS family giveaways. <laughs> Outrageous! <laughs> it's family giveaways on a Friday. Well, what do we get on a Monday to go to go to that surgery? You get a boot up the ass, and your bus fare home. It's astonishing, isn't it? Yeah, these are these are these are crazy days. Nigel, what can we do for you this evening? I just I just rang about Nigel. Oh. I, I was I was prompted to ring. He sounded vulnerable, and I think he made the right call. But being very careful if he gives his address out to these people, you know. Well, here's the thing. I think it would be fair to say, and we can speak with respect. But Nigel doesn't actually listen to the show, so we can speak freely, but still respect the fact that he's a human being. Of course. Um, yeah, he is. He's obviously he's vulnerable, and the stories that he phones, and we have a laugh with him, and he's singing. You know, he's quite a good singer, and we have a bit of fun yeah, with that, and that's all great. But the story over the last, I don't know, six eight months since his mum got ill, it it really is. It, it, me and Catherine are both very very concerned about you know a vulnerable man who obviously, um, you know, who obviously sees the world differently from everybody else. Shall we say, mm. inviting homeless people into his house, strangers into his house. Uh, it, I, I worry about him, man. He's a very romantic soul. And he's horny. You know? Yes. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, Nigel, because <laughs> there's nothing we can do about it. You know, the, 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 we, I can't phone the council up. I can't phone... Sure. There's nothing I can do. It's not as if... Y- y- he's, he's with it enough that we can't get involved and, and, and try and sort things out for him, but he's also out of it enough that he doesn't listen to any suggestions that we make. And it worries me quite yeah. a lot. It does worry me a lot. He's obviously very, very close to his mother, because when, yeah. when my mother passed away, it was really difficult. And, you, and, you, know, and, and, and you go through unusual sort of emotions, but um, he sounds like a real nice guy, and I hope things work out for him, you know? Well, you're a good man, Nigel, and I know that, um, I know that nearly everybody listening, I know everybody listening is rooting for him, and everyone enjoys his calls, everyone has a little bit of a chuckle and stuff, and that's cool. cool. But I think everyone's rooting, you know, we can hear a, a vulnerable soul... Uh, who's a bit lost and lonely, and we've all got our fingers crossed. Exactly. Thank and you, I Nigel. I look forward to his, to his LP coming out very, very soon. Oh, dear God, please don't. For, for the, Nigel, thank you. It's a worry, isn't it? And we've talked about this a little bit on air, not much on air. We've talked about it more off air. Um, what can you do? It's not like 
It's not like Jerry phoning up. He's on the floor. Okay, we've got a situation where we can actually we can. There is an obvious problem. We can we can yeah. sort out. We phone up the care also, home. We get him on. Uh, and also, up. Jerry wants our help and yeah. can ver- verbalize. Yes, that. it's not like Chris who phoned up. Who you know took the overdose before Christmas. Where there, okay, there's a, there's a there's a problem and there's an immediate problem. There's a guy who's taken an overdose. We can we can get help to him. This is 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 much more fluid. It's vaguer. Nigel has from Maidstone has is is you know has kind of shunned any advice we give him. He just doesn't hear the whole thing of him talking to Miley Cyrus and Kylie Minogue on Skype. And you obviously he hasn't. But you say that to him, and he would get very upset, angry sometimes. Put or the then phone just down. say it doesn't really matter anyway, does it? No, never mind, and changes the subject. Yeah, and without his mum there. To kind of, you know, steer him, oversee him, and protect him to a certain extent. That's a vulnerable member of society living on his own. You know, it, um, I don't. This doesn't mean this is an insult, but that is like a kid in a grown-up's body, in a, you know, in a grown-up's world, in a in a grown-up's house, having to deal with all the stuff that grown-ups deal with. And he hasn't got any grown-ups. He's yeah. a kid. And I think the most shocking thing was because we, you know, we had a laugh and a joke with him. But when we realised that he had to ask his mum what date Christmas was, that's yeah. when we realised, ah, hang on. Yeah, that was a big one. That was that was maybe a couple of years ago. We kind of stumbled across. Uh, across that so uh, and you know by the way don't tweet us you should do this you could do this you could uh, we've thought about this long and hard and all all we feel comfortable doing at the moment is kind of watching from a distance when he phones up having a laugh with him um and not at him and just reminding him what we can remind him it doesn't go in but gentle nudges are appropriate you know don't tweet me either because my twitter's gone i'm loving it I am loving. Now, I think it's two weeks. I've not had Twitter. Of course, I'm I'm searching my name on another Twitter account I have, which is which is which is separate. But um, I, I, and I want to stop that. That's the next thing. But not having Twitter, man alive. Twitter it, it, uh, for me personally, I can't speak for you, but I you know I, I kind of oh, it's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not healthy on there. I, you know, I, I, I indulge in unhealthy behaviour. It brings out the worst in me, and uh, I see it bring out the worst in other people as well. I also see it bring out some great stuff as well. I'm not going to, you know, completely uh, deny it. But just having the freedom of, I don't have to. I don't have to tweet this funny thought I've had. I don't have. I put it in the show, or I send it to you, Karen, mm-hmm. or I phone my kids up and say it. I don't have to tweet this thing I'm, I'm not getting angry because i'm not looking at people's twitter feeds or tweet, tweeting about trump and brexit and i'm not getting angry about any yeah. of that stuff because it's not you know people that i was following who i think are brilliant and are amazing but quite every now and then they tweet something about trump or brexit and i'd get angry and i'd want to get involved and it's gone that's gone it's gone it's a very rare thing where people get involved in a Twitter conversation and it ends up with someone changing their mind. Oh, I'll tell you what, I saw a really lovely thing, actually. You reminded me. You know the comedian, American comedian Patton Oswalt? Uh-huh. Um, I, didn't, I, I sort of read a little bit about it. I, it was, sort of a little bit. So some guy, like, I don't know what the original tweet was. Some guy just went for him. Like, called him a dick or whatever. He just went for Patton Oswalt. He's a funny guy, right? Funny comedian and, and he's an actor. He's been in loads of stuff. And apparently, I only saw the aftermath, so I didn't see the, the confrontations. This guy went for him, really laid into him, and, and Patton Oswalt called him out. And he retweeted him and said, have a look at this jerk, and made some, you know, kind of roasted him a bit. Didn't see any of that. But then I, then I kind of saw that it became a news story, because then, a little bit later on, 
Patton Oswalt tweeted, this guy sent me abuse earlier on and I called him out for it. But then I checked his Twitter feed and he's really, really ill. He's got kidney failure or something. Of course, in America, if you haven't got insurance, you can't get treatment. He said, this guy's really, really ill and he's having a really lousy time. And he set up a GoFundMe um, for his medical thing. So I'm retweeting the link and I've, I've put, it turns out he put $2,000 in there himself, but he, he, I don't think he said that. He said, I've, I've put a few quid in there, and I'm just retweeting this, you know, and uh, the lesson I've learned is that if people are coming and have a go at me, that maybe there's a little bit of a backstory. And it became a big thing, and, and this guy made a load of money towards his medical treatment. I think he got enough money to get the treatment, and um, he kind of came back with his tail between his legs going, man, I'm humbled by this. I'm really sorry I laid into you and I wasn't thinking and I was ill and I was lashing out. And what you've done is amazing. And it's turned into this beautiful... And, of course, loads of Patton Oswalt's followers, you know, putting a few dollars here and there and helped out. That's amazing. That's an amazing... That's un- that can't be unique. That's pretty rare that that something like that turns around like that. Yeah, I was I was thrilled by yeah. that. I thought that was lovely. I've kind of learnt to when someone comes at me out of the blue on there. Don't I, get lost. No, I tend to look at their feeds first and work out whether or not it's worth taking seriously. Yeah. I got a nasty shot yesterday with one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, oh. It's a man who spends a lot oh, of time. I saw that. Yeah, l- looking at pictures of celebrities and um, doing his own designs on top of them. Did he um... with his is it's, it's fluid. Yeah. Did he? Is he? Is he been suspended? Because I reported. Um, he has not been suspended. He said the way we spoke to Ray McGeorge was disgusting. Catherine, shut up! And it, she's she's fit, and he likes to masturbate over pictures of her. And oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. But he's not been suspended. He's had to take those down. But I mean, the rest of the stuff, photographs of young, largely young, famous women oh, with his scumbag sp- splooge on. Apparently that's fine. Splooge. Yeah, nice one, Twitter. Okay, splooge, you say. Yes. Wow. That was one that Katie Puckrick taught me. That's something to well, something to think about, isn't it? Across the UK, online and on DAB. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You haven't got time for fun, Keith and the girl tonight. The scumbags. Lucky for them. Well, yeah, it is lucky for them. Um, so I'll find them tomorrow. I mean, Anything you want to say to that? Well, I feel bad about it because it's me that's got their mobile numbers, and I don't really feel like it's. Uh, you, you will give me. A, you will give me. I like them. You will give me their mobile I mean, details. They're my kind of friends. They're, they're not f- friends. They're scumbags. Self-serving scumbags. He thinks Jum- Jum- the new Jumanji is a terrible film. Well, is it just... Jumanji? Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> Wow, I don't know where that came from. That was, um... Okay. Uh, you see what they do to us? They divide us. Stay with me. Stick with me. Good evening, Danny. Hello, Kath. How are you? Hello, Danny. Uh, it's nice to ask people how they are when you care. Ian, um, those... Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Hello. Hello. Hello, Simon. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. What are you doing? You're out of breath. <laughs> Hello, both of you. How are you? Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. I hope you're running up a hill. <laughs> no. Why are you out of breath um, and huffing and puffing? It's just excited. It's just exuberance. Okay. Remember that. Okay. What you can we? You got me by surprise. You got me by. I've got. I've got a bit of a weird one for you, right? Okay, Simon. So, the other day I watched a film called Gosnell. Have you heard of it? No. Right. It's. 
about a man called... You sure it's not Kermit... called, Go... you sure it's not called Go Snow? No, Gosnell. Gosnell. Gos. It's about a man called Kermit, Kermit Gosnell, right? Okay. He is America's biggest serial killer. Yeah. And he killed babies. Oh, my God. Just warming up and the crowd for you, Paul. Don't worry, mate. We got them on your side, buddy. You carry on, yeah. Tell us about the baby killer, Simon. Right. Now, he was um, an abortion doctor. Okay. Oh. But there was three or four... Well, there, there was loads and loads, but three or four that he was convicted of. Right. Um, that he actually killed after they were born. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm uh, the story rings a bell, yeah. Illegal late-term right. abortions. No, after they were born, he was saying. As well, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he'd he done loads of stuff, but... Yeah. He was the wrong one. And they showed the picture. It's based on a true story. And they showed a picture to the jury of what they call Baby A. Okay, this is. And I mean, uh, uh, this is. I mean, I know you say. We say you can phone in about anything. This is pretty heavy shiz to be phoning in with. Oh. Uh, don't look at the pictures. Don't look at the pictures. This is pretty heavy stuff to be phoning in with, man. Yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, carry on, but a little bit less of the 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 the, the visual imagery, if you wouldn't mind. What, what is the, what is the point? What are you trying to say? The, the point I'm what what I'm wondering now. I haven't got children. No, and I've never even come close to having children. So I don't have that bond or that um, chemical chemistry that that you, you. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, yeah. The thing is. I, I saw, obviously, I know it was being acted out, but all of the jury, they've seen the pictures of this exhibit. Oh, OK, yes. And they all start bursting into tears and everything else. Now, there's a link on the end of the film where you can actually see the picture. Wow. So I looked at the picture. And the thing is, what, what I can't work out, it doesn't actually have any effect on me. I think it's very sad, and, and <laughs> you know, but... So, Why didn't I burst into tears? Is it because I don't have kids? I don't understand. No, it's because you're a psychopath. I think. No, I don't. I don't know why. I don't know. First of all, I don't really know what the picture is. I don't. don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Would no. it make me burst into tears? Depends what time of day, what day of the week it was. It might make me. T- it would certainly turn my stomach. Um, might make me burst into tears. It might not. It doesn't. You know. Yeah. I, uh, wh- why yeah. did you? Why? Here's the thing, though. If I saw that film, yeah. it sounds like a bloody awful, uh, unpleasant film. Not necessarily awful, but unpleasant. And it said that there's a. Then it said there's. Here, by the way, if you go, if you click on this link, you can see the pictures that upset the jury. So the actual pictures yeah. of dead babies oh. that upset the jury. Oh. Why would you click on that? I'm not judging you. I, I, I wouldn't. No, I no. wouldn't click on it. I wonder, and I, I wouldn't before I had kids no. or after I had kids. I just wondered why you would. But this, but this is this is what I'm saying. Like to me, because I haven't, and, I, and I'm asking as a, as opposed to saying. I'm I'm trying to work it all out. Yeah. But to me, because yeah. I don't have that bond and that that um, sort of, I haven't had a child. Yeah. Um, it was a more of a macabre kind of interest yeah. as opposed to look what this man's done isn't it terrible yeah. and i don't know whether i don't know whether that's right really 
Well, is that right I or wrong? Know. Catherine, you want to say something? Go on. I find it really upsetting, and I've noticed it's happening more and more on the online papers because I have to look through them every day, yeah. where they will put a picture on the front page of it so you don't even get the choice as to whether you click on it of a dead baby. or oh, something. Really? And, and it really, really upsets me, and I wish they would stop doing it because I'm, before I'm, you realise what it is, you're, you're, what, you're looking at it. Um him or her. Desensitisation, do you think? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, God, totally. I mean, that, we're, we're all, you compared to what, what upset us 20 years ago, 40 years ago, we would we, we have been desensitised. Here's the thing. I mentioned this son of Sam. Not son of Sam. Ted Bundy. The Bundy tapes. It's on Netflix. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, it's um, yep. audio, recordings of interviews with Ted Bundy, big serial killer, killed, uh, raped and murdered, yeah, yeah, I don't I know. know, 30, 50 young women, sort of 18 to 30. It's horrible. Mm. And everyone keeps going, oh, it's great, it's great. And I keep trying, I keep starting it. I've got about, I think we've got about 35 minutes into the first one. And I just keep thinking, I don't, this doesn't feel right as as entertainment. Because that's what it is, it's entertainment. The thing I'm really uncomfortable with is how they keep going on about how attractive he was. I I don't see that. Mm. I don't see that at all. And I also don't see how it's relevant. Oh, is it, oh, I he didn't need to go the, out and do this, he didn't need to go and do I, this to women? I do think in some of them he's, he's, he is attractive. I do think in some there's a couple of shots of him, videos of him walking, and he, he seems very attractive, very charming. And I, I think, I think more than attractive, I think they mean normal. He looks normal. He looks like a normal guy. As a, he just looks normal, in the same way that Shipman looked normal. But here's the refer to Dharma as attractive as well, though. I don't, I don't know much about Jeffrey Dharma. But here's the thing as well: within the first two minutes of that program, you see a still, a photograph, for maybe less than a second, of a dead woman face down in a bed, and you know, maybe a year ago, five years ago, I'd have been right. Here we go. Uh, but I saw that, and I just saw, ooh, that's that's someone's daughter, that's someone's sister, that's yeah. someone's high school friend, and they are being used in the opening titles of an entertainment series to try and about urge people their murder. On. Yeah, and it just it just sat very very uncomfortably with me. I kind of wish that I could react like that because it it makes makes um, makes things more. Um, like I pride myself on the fact that I'm a decent guy and I try and do the right thing in life, but like I'm so um, desensitised to anything like that, it just doesn't register. Here's the thing, and uh, I, I, I threw out the psychopath comment earlier on. It was half joke. It was half serious. You might actually be a psychopath in in the truest medical no, definition of the word. That doesn't mean someone who goes around, you know, killing people no, like no, in no, Halloween. It's someone, very roughly, because I don't know the exact... But it's someone who has, who has no empathy. No empathy, uh, and, yeah. And maybe... But can simulate it. But can simulate it. Maybe you are, you know, that, that, that people are. Read the psychopath yeah, yeah, test, the John Ronson I'm sure book. I've met one or two. Yeah. But the other thing is, the other thing is though, that, that I think that doesn't help even though I'm not prepared to change the situation, is because I've been on meds for um, years now for depression and anxiety. Yeah. Um, That certainly smooths the edges a little bit. Yeah, that smooths smooths the edges for me a little bit. Definitely. 
All right, Simon. Sorry, that one out there. Anyway, thank you, guys. Thank you very much indeed. Cheers. There we go. That's a... Sorry, we totally killed the buzz for you there, uh, Paul. No change there, then. (laughs) (laughs) Arsenal! Paul (laughs) Ross is in the... That was a football reference, I guess. More more than wise than football. Was it? He used to cough Arsenal, because he he was was on the Luton board. He did, So he's a big Luton face. Oh, okay, okay. I I never quite got that. All right, fine. Thank you. I don't quite know what's funny, but anything Eric Morgan did was kind of funny, wasn't it? it, Is it because it's nearly arse? Is that what it was? No, oh, much lower the tone. Oh, people dear. that are people that are just uh, just funny looking at them. Yeah. Eric Morecambe, yeah. Tommy Cooper, and Bob Mortimer. Oh yeah, have you ever? You must have been in the room with. Oh Bob yeah, Mortimer. he's a lovely fella, but he's just crumple faced funny. Isn't oh, it's just uh, honestly, I've had meetings with Bob, and it's like a serious meeting, and you're just sat there laughing, and he's going, "What? What?" Are you? And it, oh, he's so funny. And many many years ago, I had to as a researcher over the road at London Weekend Television uh, on the six o'clock show, Tommy Cooper as a guest with oh, Steve Davis, mate. and I had to look after them. I was like the little runner. You know, and Steve and Tommy were required down the studio. So I walked down with them, and we were both there. And it was only down one flight of stairs. And Tommy Cooper was walking there, and oh, I've got such a bad leg. And both me and Steve Davis started laughing. He said, "No, I genuinely yeah. have." He said, "He said I have this problem all the time." Yeah. Anything he said was funny. Sounds like a set for a game. Danny Baker tells the same, a, a yeah. similar story about d- doing six o'clock show or something with him, and he came in, and they're all like just stood there waiting yeah. for him to do something. And he sat down. And he went, "Oh my, my, my back is killing me!" And they all burst out <laughs> laughing. He goes, well, no, 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 "No, seriously, yeah. I've got really bad back pain." And they're wetting themselves yeah. at it. Funniest thing I've heard of it. Well, not the funniest thing, but he's apparently um, he'd have a tea bag in his top pocket. Have you heard this? No. In his blazer. And when he came out of the hotel or whatever, he'd, he'd say to the like the concierge, oh. "Have a drink on me." <laughs> and they think it was paper, and they looked like it was a tea bag. <laughs> It's a double one. It's a win-win that for there old show. There was a nice on Channel Five actually over Christmas. There was a nice. Sort of document, not documentary. It was a talking heads thing about Tommy Cooper. I think it had been on before. Oh, I think I saw it. Yeah, it was, it was, cute. was in it. Bizarrely, he's a big Tommy Cooper fan. But it was, it was, yeah. it was yeah. funny, man. It was. I sat and watched. I didn't watch much over Christmas. I watched that. But I have something for both of you. Oh, I meant to give you last week. Is it a tea bag? Uh, sadly not. But Kath, left pocket or right pocket? Because there's a difference. Oh, left. Oh, you're mate. spoiling me. You, you get though the new generation spam with bacon, with real bacon. Whereas you just get spam good old classic. fashioned spam. Oh, mate! Oh, I'm genuinely <laughs> thank that is you. Because we were speaking last night for those who don't know about. I think I had a spam scented candle sent to me once yeah. for Spam Week, and you both started drooling over spam. Look at that picture spam. in the back. Oh, spam egg and chips. Oh, spam, 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 spam. You know that's where the word where internet spam comes from. Is from the Monty Python. Is it? Sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The internet spam is because they're all, you know, kind of comedy nerds that <laughs> started the internet. So spam is just when there's just too much of something that you don't want. It's spam, I wish spam, I knew how they make spam. that batter that they used to have at my school for spam fritters. Yeah. And it was spam fritters, eight chips or nine chips. We used to count the chips and beans. And there were those congealed beans. But the batter on that spam fritter was just delicious. Almost had like noodle inside it or something. How they did it, I do not know. This is, this is getting done. This is getting <laughs> done. <laughs> really hungry. What is on your show tonight, please? Uh, the usual old tosh, but added vampires and dinosaurs tonight. The vampire story is very fascinating. My favourite museum, I think, if you guys were ever in the area, Cathmo would have been, because it's somewhere northern, is the Royal Armouries in Leeds. Okay. Okay, it's a beautiful modern building. They've got an amazing collection. This half term, they're doing a War Games week for kids. All kinds of on-screen stuff. They're going to have jousting. You know, they're going to teach kids that kind of skill. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing museum. And they recently... They're going to teach kids jousting? Well, they're going to do jousting as a kind of on-screen. Sadly, okay, not right, on-screen. Okay, good. Right. Those were the days. They but get one um, go. 
About seven or eight years ago, the, the man who's in charge of firearms bought a vampire killing kit, Ooh. okay, which purported to be from the 19th century. He spent seven and a half grand on it. They've researched it and sourced it. He's been all over the place now. He's found some. They tended to be um, attributed to a man called Professor Ernest Blomberg, yeah, from the Germany, yeah. who's meant to be like a real-life Van Helsing. Yeah. The story is fascinating. Some people are paying 20 grand for these. Wow. And they've all got you know, the, 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 the mallet and the stakes and the pistol in the velvet case. They may be all authentic. Obviously, they were sold either as collectibles. What's fascinating is they all date from no earlier than 1922, when the first vampire film Nosferatu was released. It's a great story. And they've got it on show at the moment as Beautiful. a kind of... Because it's, 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 you know, they know it's fake, yeah. but actually it's a huge, great slice of social history. Yeah. So it's oh, a great chat, the bloke. Fantastic. So that. There you go. Beautiful. Paul Ross is on after one. You can give him a call as well if you want. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, Honestly, nine, rather you didn't. No, in that case, don't bother. Don't bother. Put your, put your phones down. Unless you're Alistair. He called last week. He was good news. Talk movies. We're in a couple of endings for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. We are back tonight at 10 o'clock. Um, we'll be talking about the uh, Waco podcast. We should be called Wake Up to Waco, but it's not. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Talk Radio.